Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Is it online only that you can only stream it? Is that how you watch in this game? 
I'm, I'm actually just watching the score. I haven't had a chance to. I, see, I was running a little bit late this morning. I was on there three minutes late. Uh, so I had to run an errand. So I hadn't had time to watch it. This is just an update that I'm getting. Um, and I haven't found it well, on TV yet. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's a little surprising that Baltimore hasn't scored yet. Um, you know, Jacksonville came came to play, I guess. Um, if it's 10 nothing at the end of the first okay. quarter, then... Quick, start, yeah. quick stats. It just went into the second quarter. Uh, Bortles, 9 of 11, 123 yards and a touchdown. Hell, that's what he's doing in a game almost. Uh, Fournette, 7 rushes, 44 yards, and lead 3 receptions, 57 yards. Uh, Flacco right now, 0 for 3. Uh, one rush for West for five yards, and really that's about well, all you're looking at as far as the stats are concerned right now. Well, you know what it's looking like, Sonny, is that Jacksonville's controlling the uh, time of possession. doesn't look like Baltimore's had the ball very much. So, right. um, you know, you got to have the ball to score. So um, that's, you know, that looks like that's why Jacksonville's winning this game because they're controlling the line of scrimmage. They're uh, they're running the football effectively, and they're controlling the time of possession. So, um, you know, impressive uh, start for this game for the Jags. Yeah, it's I, I see. The only thing I expected was them to play well. This game's in London. This is a football team that goes to London all the time. So there's no great big surprise of what's going on. Uh, Jackson Jacksonville, their situation. They got the field goal. 9.09 left to go in the first quarter. Then a 17-yard pass to Mercedes Lewis uh, from Blake Bortles. So that is the sport thing that's going on. Right now, Jacksonville has nine first downs, and that's within the first quarter. Man, you take a look at that. You know, that's as many as they, they almost get per game. So they're a team right now that is, like you said, they're in control of what's going on over there um, as far as that's concerned. Yeah, it sounds like that Ravens defense is really struggling. I mean, I I, I don't know if I don't know if somebody got injured or there's an injury that I didn't realize, but um, but the Ravens defense doesn't look like they're uh, in tune right now. Maybe it's maybe it's jet lag. Maybe they that's still what it might be. That's what it might be because Jacksonville knows how to do this. I mean, they've been doing it for years. They've been going over to London. So there's probably a way that they travel. There's probably a way they put this together. And once you get there, and that's where it is. And, yes, uh, Squareball, I'm showing it. It is uh, uh, online and streaming online right now on the NFL channel just to let you know, and Yahoo. So, there you go. Okay, well, I'm going to have to pull up the lap, the, the handy-dandy laptop and start watching this football yeah, game. Get started on it. So, so, that's what's going on right now. So, uh, we might as well get into what we do, which is our Sunday morning show. It's that being said, and uh, find out what's going on with that. Uh, hold on, let me just check something All right, here, 
All right, very good. I had to check something before I hit that, and so we'll hit this button right here. Let's get to the first game here on the couch for the State of Sports Show as they land and take the trip. They're headed over to Dallas. Now, a good game last week for the Atlanta Falcons as they opened up their new home stadium over in Atlanta. Beautiful stadium. However, they go on the road to take on the Lions. Now, both of these teams are two in the square vault. And that right there, uh, when you look at this game, we're seeing a lot of things from the Lions. Continuing what they're doing in the fourth quarter, uh, continuing to get Matthew Stafford to be the guy that he's been for the last two years. Uh, this is the second year without Calvin Johnson. Then on the other side, you can see Atlanta Falcons. Now, sometimes this is Atlanta Falcons doesn't play very well on the road. So when you're looking at this game, what is your thing that you're seeing? Well, what I'm seeing, Sonny, is two high-powered offenses going going against each other early in the season, and it makes for a, a great week three matchup, really. I mean, you look at Detroit right now, I think they're clicking pretty pretty well on, on offense, um, which is something that uh, I wouldn't say surprises us, uh, but at the same time, um, I would say that the fact that they're 2-0 and is a little surprising just due to the fact that, you know, we didn't know what what it was going to look like uh, defensively. And I think defensively they've, they've improved a little bit. I'm not going to say it's you know, complete 180, but uh, that's, been, that's been the improvement, I think, for the Detroit Lions so far. I mean, they've... Uh, you know, haven't really given up a whole lot um, in the first two games, and, and uh, now they go up against, you know, arguably the best offense in in football, and um, so it's going to be a real challenge, I think. But they're going to have to get to the quarterback. Uh, as far as the line, I mean, the uh, defense of the Lions, they're going to have to keep portion of this game. It's going to be able to get to the quarterback and be able to make some kind of moves uh, to get to him to put the pressure on. Oh yeah, I mean, you're up, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a key every week is get to the quarterback. But you know, specifically, I mean, when you're talking about the Atlanta Falcons, uh, everything runs through. Uh, through Matt Ryan, but it, it's just—it's going to be that's going to be a challenge. I mean, this this Atlanta offensive line is very good. Um, you know, they're one of the very few that are as much experienced as Atlanta's is, and you know, it, that's going to be the challenge—is just getting that offensive line, um, you know, exposing them. It's, it's it's not very easy to do so. Uh, honestly, so, you know, that's that's going to be something that they're going to have to, you know, bring a lot of different blitz looks. Um, they're going to have to find a way to, to you know, get pressure on Matt Ryan. It's not going to be straight up maybe like it would have been with Ndamukong 2 back in the day. Like it's not going to be that type of four-man rush. And they're going to have to – they're going to have to find ways to – to bring different types of blitzes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's going to be the challenge for Detroit is just, you know, figuring out the the weak spot in the offensive line, which, quite frankly, I really don't see a very much of a weak spot. So, 
Good luck with that, Detroit. Atlanta's line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta's line is strong. So yeah, good luck. Good luck finding that weak spot, Detroit. Yeah, that's gonna. It's gonna be a tough one. But if you remember last year, the Lions they you know they kind of snuck into the playoffs. And I, I'll tell you, it's because of the fourth quarter comebacks, and it's because of the defense. Um, at 26 sacks last year, that was tied for second in the league. Uh, the Lions also forced, but you know, with them being able to get to the quarterback, that is huge. But the Lions only forced nine fumbles, but made ten interceptions. That's not the top of the line of it. So they were doing other things, as stopping the run, yeah, putting the pressure on the quarterback, but not getting the results. I'm good, Sonny. I, I, I tried to call back in. Um, sound, it's sounding uh, the, the, the feedback I'm getting is, is a little – sounded a little funny, but uh, I tried calling back deep? in. But anyways, it sounds like um, – how do I describe it? Kind of like you're underwater, so I don't know what kind of mic you're using right now. Um, okay. But it does sound like you're swimming a little bit. <laughs> you bet. Hold on. I will so. fix that. You go ahead and go with that. And while I'm in the motion, I'll get that fixed. Sure. So I think I, if I heard you right, you were talking about Detroit offensively with the with the running game. Yeah, the running and, game's uh, gotten a little bit better right now. At, it, so far this year, as it wasn't so great last year. Yeah, well, you know, and I think that comes down that comes down to uh, the the offensive line uh, a little more experience now because uh, if you if you take a look back at what Detroit has done in, as far as the draft is concerned, they've been that's what they've been working on is getting better better linemen. Um, they haven't, I mean, they haven't changed who is at tailback. I mean, they still have Theo Riddick, they still have uh, Amir Abdullah, so that hasn't changed. But what has changed is guys like Riley Reef are are more experienced. I think they brought somebody in. Uh, they signed a free agent, I want to say, and I can't off the tip of my tongue. I can't think of who it is, but I know they brought somebody in to uh, to help out on the line. Uh, I think Taylor Lewan, I think, is a is a uh, Detroit Lion now, and I can't remember what team he came from, but uh, but it improved. It improved the offensive line, and that's key. So. Detroit's going about it the right way. Um, now it's just all about putting it together and, and, you know, you've got the pieces to the puzzle. You just got to get it together now and finish it. So finish that puzzle off. So, um, you know, Lions fans should be feeling pretty good. They should be excited about the direction that their team is going in. Um, you know, and I think today you're really going to get to see where the Lions stand as far as, being competitive in the NFC because from the looks of it, hey, they're probably going to be a playoff team again this year. Uh, starting out two and zero, your chances are always good. And um, you know, so if, if they keep up the way they're going, they're probably going to get in the postseason again with the wild card. And um, who knows, they might actually win a playoff game this year compared to what happened last year. Yeah, and I'm I'm still in the process of getting set, but I'm listening to what you're saying. Uh, you're right; they snuck into the playoffs last year, um, so hopefully they'll be able to bring it a little bit more. I I actually had the team in the playoffs. I picked them at the beginning. 
games this season because of their defense and what they've been able to do defensively. So, but when you have Atlanta doing what they've been doing, and consistently, by the way, this is a football team, you know, got Matt Ryan, you know, so that guy's going to do what he's going to do. But all you got to do is look at the wide receiver position uh, for Atlanta. And when you have Julio Jones, you know, arguably the best wide receiver, a wide out in the NFL, um, you're always going to be in the game as long as Matt Ryan can deliver the ball. Play as long as Matt Ryan can deliver the ball, as long as uh, Julio Jones is there to catch the ball, as long as Devontae Freeman's there to run the ball. You know, th- this team is, is, you know, I'm not saying that, uh, that uh, they only depend on those guys, but, you know, if one of those guys goes down, um, you know, what, it's, it's, it's hard to see what the Falcons will be able to do without those guys. I mean, everything runs through those, those three players and, and rightfully so, but um, you know, it's, it's, it, it would be really hard for Atlanta to uh, function without one of those guys, especially Matt Ryan. All right. Here's what we're going to do. Cuervo. I am going to go into, well, first of all, let's, Let's pick who we think is going to win this one this week. The the Atlanta Falcons on the road. I don't know how. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I I mean, but the Lions are playing well, Sonny. Don't get me wrong, and and they're at home. However, I just think right now I don't think they're at the level of the Atlanta Falcons as far as you know playing at the talent level that the Falcons have. So um, I do like Atlanta to win this game. I do think, I do think Detroit keeps it close though, only because this game is in Detroit, if I'm not mistaken. If I looked at the schedule correctly, yes. the game is, the game is in Detroit um, and Atlanta on the road is a little bit different. Um, I, I, for some reason, I just feel like they don't play as physical when they're on the road. It's almost like they try to avoid injuries when they, they, based on the way they play on the road. Matt Ryan has a different mentality. Like it's like it, it's just there's something different about him uh, when, when he's on the road. So um, I think Detroit will keep it close, uh, but at the end, I think the, the Falcons get it done and they, they get themselves a three-point win. Well, I'm going to look at it a little bit different. I'm going to go ahead and go with the home team. Uh, I'm going to pick the Lions in this one just because they are getting what they are getting uh, from Matthew Stafford in the fourth quarter. Uh, so I like that and also that the fact that the defense has been able to pick it up and do what they got to do. So here's what we're going to do, Cuervo. I'm going to make a switch on audio and different microphone. Uh, so while I do that, it's going to take a minute or so. So I'm going to go ahead and go into our first commercial break then so I can get that part fixed up. And then when we come back, we'll talk about the next game that's up on tap here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Okay, so you have Atlanta, I have the Lions, correct? Yes, I'm taking the Falcons. Falcons, and I go Lions. So that's the first pick. When we come back, we're going to knock these things out here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. 
We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience. So roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Relev 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslo Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at CosloInsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, if it is, it's fresh. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848, or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. 
right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Hopefully, is this any better, Cuervo? Oh, 100 times better, Tony. 100 times better. Good. All right. All right. So, I'm getting feedback on my side. Is there any feedback coming through as well? Hey, Cuervo? Any feedback coming through as well, or are we okay? No, sir. You sound loud and clear, my friend. All right. Just, I just switched microphones, so we made it a little bit better. We're on Sunday morning. It is the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, along with Cuervo here on Sunday morning as we look at all the games. We're going to go ahead and we're going to hop into the next one that is up, up on the slate. Now, we, we disagreed a little bit on the uh the game here as far as the Lions are concerned. But next up here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, I don't think we're going to disagree too much on this one. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it because there's more better games to look at the Cleveland Browns in Indianapolis. I'm just picking Indianapolis because they're the home team. I mean, that is one of the biggest toilet bowl games that we could see this, uh, this season. I swear, Sonny, if Red Zone so shows this game, I'm going to dunk my head in the toilet. It's, it's going to be <laughs> sickening. I'm going to be sick to my stomach. Yeah, this one is not one for the fair, you know, with a, a weak stomach. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I think we both are on Indy on this one, not spending a lot of time on it. They're both bad, but Indianapolis probably should win it. Yes, Indianapolis probably should win it. Um, I mean, they're both very bad football teams, but, uh, I mean, I think the uh, the Colts showed a little bit, you know, some signs of life last week, uh, taking the Arizona Cardinals to overtime. So, um, you know, looks like they're actually showing some signs. Uh, so, with that said, I mean, you know, Jacoby Brissett is, is right now, I think, when you really look at it, Sonny, I think it was a good trade for the Colts. I think this is a kid that could really come in and, and be arguably one of the better backups oh, in the NFL once Andrew Luck comes back. Yeah, definitely. Now, did my, did, am I still on the same volume or did I go down there, Cuervo? No, no, you sound just fine, Sonny. There, okay. You have no, no worries right now. I just, I just adjusted my earphone. It was it was pretty bad. All right, so that having been said, uh, we're going to skip on that one. I agree with you. I, a little bit of a sign of life, but I want to see him play against the real football team. Uh, and I'm sorry, Cleveland Browns don't qualify. Uh, so next up on my no, list, the, Dem- <laughs> the Denver Broncos, they go ahead and they're going to hit the road. They're, gonna, they're, they're 2-0. They're headed over to the 1-1 Buffalo Bills. I'm not very impressed with this game either, Cuervo. The only thing, and I think this is one of the problems, is that Buffalo is at home. Sometimes this is a football team that does show up at home. I'm, now, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the Buffalo Bills are a good football team, uh, but Buffalo was held without a touchdown last week in a 9-3 to loss. Let me repeat that. A nine to three loss and another football team that didn't get into the end zone. So somewhere there's a little bit of lacking on the offensive line. I mean, because the defense obviously did their job, held the team to, to nine points. Uh, your offense is just not clicking, and and Denver goes in and 
you know, did exactly what I thought they'd do. They beat the Dallas Cowboys last week. I didn't think the Cowboys would be able to do it. Uh, and not only that, they got Trevor Simeon right now, who leads the league in a lot of stats early here in the season, um, going up against the Buffalo Bills team, really in reality, who is the, the Buffalo Bills are just not on the class that the Denver Broncos are on. The only thing, Cuervo, is that home field thing going on. Sometimes Buffalo really does play well at home. Uh, yeah, as they do, Sonny. And, 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 that's, and that's kind of uh, what I'm looking at in this game is that, you know, I, I know everybody's impressed by the way that Denver looked last week against the Dallas Cowboys, okay? I mean, they ran the football effectively. They shut Ezekiel Elliott down. Like, they did everything right against the Dallas Cowboys last week. I don't want to say it's a fluke. Uh, what I do want to say, though, is that, and, I, and we mentioned this in, in the beginning of the season before the season it, started, uh, Dallas is not as good as everybody thinks, okay? And, and yep, that game last week proved it, okay? Uh, and I don't think it's the problem offensively. Offensively, the Cowboys are as advertised, okay? Best, one of the best offensive lines in the game, Okay. Ezekiel Elliott, Sonny, whether you want to admit it or not, he's one of the best running backs in the game, okay? Uh, aside from the legal issues he's got going on. On the field, he's one of the best in the game. What worries me about the Cowboys, though, is when you take away the running game, as Denver did last week, now you're forcing the you know, former, the current offensive player of the year, Dak Prescott, to go out there and win the game. And I'm telling you, Sonny, the, the, the vertical offense, the passing game of this Dallas Cowboys team, looks a lot different this year than it has in the past oh, few yeah. years. Oh, um, yeah. I, I'm and I don't, know if, I don't know if it's a decline in Des Bryant. There's definitely a decline in Jason Witten. I don't think there's any question about that. Like Jason Witten is, to me, he's on his last two to three years of really, you know, being productive in the NFL. Uh, you know, it's, it's time for the Dallas Cowboys to start looking at a new tight end. Um, but other than that, I think the problem with the Cowboys, though, is you've got Des Bryant and then you've got – and that's it. Like, I, and no, no disrespect to Terrence Williams, but this, this, you're talking about a guy that, that can – yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, Cole Beasley, hey, yeah, he made a nice catch, you know, behind his shoulders or whatever. That's cool and all. Uh, but you're talking about guys that can catch for 100 yards one game and then go for 18 the next game. You know, there's, there's no consistency there. And it really puts a lot of pressure on Des Bryant to make something happen uh, in the passing game and – as you can see, Des Bryant just doesn't seem like the same guy that he was three, four years ago. I, I don't know if he's battling through an injury. I, I don't know what it is about Des Bryant, but he just doesn't look the same, Sonny. Dallas, I don't know why, I, and I don't know how much it gets talked about in Dallas, but to me, I think that's a major concern is what is going on with Des Bryant the past two years. And you take a look at what Denver did to him last week as far as that concern. Even Ezekiel well, Elliott. It goes beyond that, though, Sonny. It goes beyond just the game last week. I mean, you you got to – like, 
the whole body of work right now for Des Bryant is is way below his his norm. Like he is not even close to what he was three years ago. And that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's an injury he's going through or maybe he's just not that that rapport, that, that chemistry with Dak Prescott is not there. But ever since Tony Romo left, it, it's just he's been a different wide receiver. He's been a different receiver. He is not the same guy. Well, I think he's had to be. And, th- and that's one of the reasons why it's Dak Prescott. It's not Tony Romo where the love affair is there. Okay, Tony Romo will throw the ball to him if he need be. Dak Prescott, he has to be somewhere comfortable throwing him the football. Now, he's not afraid to throw the football, but that, you know one of the things that is being talked about down here is Des Bryant's ability to get open. That's one of the big things. And, but last week, Cuervo, when, when the uh, Denver Broncos from this football team, they held Ezekiel Elliott to nine rushes, only eight yards. Okay, that, is, that, that right there is showing that the defense, is, the defense obviously had, had them figured out. Uh, but uh, offense there as well. So when Denver takes on Buffalo, I mean, even though that Denver is on the road and Buffalo is at home, you know, you know, who's better, LaShawn McCoy or Ezekiel Elliott? Either way, last week, LaShawn McCoy went for 110 yards rushing. Um, so, uh, so you're looking, you're looking at a guy. Oh, mark that. That's what he has. The, you know, that's what he had in the opener. Um, so I want to see what's going on as far as what LaShawn McCoy can do at that point. And then, uh, you know, but Buffalo, there's nothing that Buffalo is bringing to me right now that states that they can hang with the, uh, with the Broncos this week, even though the Broncos are on the road. Well, would it shock you, Sonny, if I told you that? And I know it was last year, uh, but – did you know that the Buffalo Bills were actually the number one rushing team in the NFL? I did know that. that that's because of LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think that's, I think that's a, a positive uh, for the Buffalo Bills, especially in this game where, to me, I think, and I'm not saying they're not good, but I think the weak point of the Denver Broncos defense is that front seven. Okay, you got you got Von Miller, and then you got a bunch you got a bunch of good guy, pretty good guys uh, on on the defense in the front seven. The secondary is outstanding. So Buffalo Bills, hey, if if, uh, <clears throat> if Sean McDermott is at, uh, listening to this show right now, don't try to throw the football. Just just stick to the running game. Okay, try to wear the defense down. That's what Buffalo is going to have to do to win this game. They have to try to wear that that front seven down. Okay, don't even try to throw the football. I'm sorry, especially with Tyrod Taylor as your quarterback. It's not going to happen, Sonny. So they and, might as well try to so run, 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 and run quarterback. again. <laughs> say, say that one more time. With, especially with uh, Tlaib and Harris at the cornerback position. Oh, yeah, forget about it. You can forget about it. It's the best, it's the best quarter, corner tandem in the NFL right now. I think um, you're right. It's yeah, it's and I don't think it's close right now. I think they're by far the best. And I think the secondary in total as a whole, it's the best in the game. So um, Tyrod Taylor should not throw more than 10 to 15 passes in this game. If he throws more than that, then uh, the Buffalo Bills are asking to get blown out. 
So yeah, uh, they they the the you can forget about balance in this game. So I think I think the ratio of run to pass needs to be at least two to one, maybe two and a half. If they want to be aggressive, three to one. So they, they, they have to wear this defense down, wear this front seven down. That's the only way you're going to win this game against this, uh, this Denver Bronco defense. Yeah. And you look, you look at the Broncos and their situation, uh, CJ Anderson, uh, 199 yards in the first two games. Uh, so, you know, you're looking at that. It, that's coming at you. Trevor Simeon right now is tied in the uh, league for touchdown passes with six. And uh, for the Broncos, though, uh, there's a couple of injury situations that uh, that came out earlier in the week. Bowles is battling a leg injury. Uh, he might not even take the field. We'll find out about that. Fowler, um, he has a concussion. He's going through that uh, protocol. Um, so his availability is in question. Um, so the other side, Shaq Lawson is a big loss for Buffalo. And because if you're not going to get the tre- if you're going to get the Trevian, Trevor Sim- Simeon, you need Shaq Lawson in the lineup. Also, defensive tackle uh, Darius, he is out with an ankle injury. So that's going to be a problem with them. And on the offensive side, Corey Glenn, uh, he is an offensive tackle. Uh, he's out with a foot injury. So Shaq Lawson um, being out of this game, you know, already you're picking the Denver Broncos to win this game. But if you're not going to put any pressure on Trevor Simeon, he might have all day to find wide receivers wide open. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, Sonny. I mean, you got to have the, the the pressure on Simeon, or else. Um, you know, I mean, he's not he's not going to be he's not exactly a quarterback that's going to pick you apart. Um, but what I will say is that um, I'll tell you, Sonny, he's better than I thought. He really is. I think Simeon is is he's very comfortable in this offense right now, and that and that's huge for the Denver Broncos. You know, no, nobody's asking him to be Elway or Manning. Okay, I know that's what Bronco fans are used to seeing. They're used to seeing Elway and Manning back there. But I tell you, that's not what you're going to get with Simeon. What you're going to get with Simeon, though, is a guy, and I don't, I really don't want to say game manager. I don't like that expression, game manager. I think it's, I think it's a stupid phrase. But I think he's very comfortable with that offense, and I think he fits that offense very nicely. It, 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 the way they're built – Trevor Simeon um, runs the offense good. He runs it well. So, well, and, um, and he doesn't and, have to be anything more than a game manager in this week, unless somehow the Dem- the uh, the Buffalo Bills come out roaring. And sometimes they do that at home. So, as far as that's concerned, if the defense can hold the offense of the Buffalo Bills, all he's going to have to do is turn around and hand the ball off to C.J. Anderson or just some quick passes that, you know, but he's not going to have to really come back to it. So I think a game manager for this week does a couple of things. Number one, you don't want to lose any players in a game like this. If you're going to lose players, you want it to be in a game that's important, obviously, to where at least you have them. So the, the key to this week's game, I think, as far as the Broncos are concerned, visiting Buffalo is to make sure they come out injury-free and not lose anybody in the game. And this is a game where Trevor Simeon can be that guy that can just have the defense or the offense just, you know, chug along steadily 
and I think they win the game. And they can win the game 21-7, to 7 and it wouldn't shock anybody. But they could also go off on uh, Buffalo as well. Yeah, they could. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, that that's going to come down to how much does Denver try to run the football? Uh, I mean, I, I, I really think that um, that's where – Buffalo's defense is probably better is it's against the run. So really in reality, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of reverse for these teams. Like Denver, the only way Denver's going to win is if they try to go through the air and spread out that defense for Buffalo. The only way they're going to win is to try and run the ball and not try to test the secondary. So it's going to be interesting to see how this, how this comes out. Um, you know, it's, I think that, um, you know, a lot of people are going to underestimate this game, but I actually think it's going to be a good game. I think it is too. And I think Buffalo, if, if this is a game, Buffalo gets off to an early start or at least hangs early. Um, and that's just what they do well at home, uh, which is get out there and start the game, give their fans something to cheer about for the first 15 minutes. And then after that, they could get overtaken by the Buffalo or by the uh, Bronco offense. Uh, so I got the Broncos in this week. Who you got there, Cuervo? Man, Sonny, I really want to pull the trigger and circle the I wagons. I know you do. I can hear the wind. Oh, I want to so bad. However, you know, when I look at this injury list, right, and you mentioned Shaq Lawson. Big um, loss. Which it looks like, you know, it, it, I don't I don't think he's, he's out, though. I don't think he's going to sit this game. I think he – I think he plays, but just the fact that um, you know he's he's dealing with a uh, with an injury in, in itself um, is really a big you know it's 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 a thing to look at. But Marcel Darius, that's a big loss. I don't think he's going to play today. Cordy Glenn, the tackle, it doesn't look like he's going to play, and they're both dealing with ankle injuries, so. That's that's what's going to hurt this Buffalo Bills team. I mean, you're talking about, you know, big time defensive offensive linemen that are key contributors to the to this Buffalo Bills team, Sonny. So, if it wasn't for that, you know what? I would I would I probably would pull the trigger, but I'm going to take Denver just because of those two injuries. And on top of that, I think the Bills are in a situation right now. If if I if I'm not mistaken, I think they're one and one. But um, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, man, we got Denver on the schedule now. Um, I don't want to say they're in desperation mode, but I think they're going to get aggressive and they're going to try and make a try and make a statement that uh, they can hang in the AFC and be a contender in the AFC. And I think it's going to come back and it's, and it's going to bite them in the butt. So um, I think with a guy like Sean McDermott, first year head coach. Like I said, he's going to try to get too aggressive, and it's going to come back and hurt him. So I like – I'm going to take Denver, Sonny, but I think it's going to be a very, very close game. I think Denver I – think, I think Buffalo will cover. Um, I, I don't – or I don't think Denver will cover. So if you're betting on this game, I think it's – I think it's a uh, six-point spread, if I'm not mistaken. Take the Bills. I, th- I think – I don't think Denver will cover in this game. I'm looking at this as far as Buffalo is concerned. If you're going to start, if you are going to be that team that says, hey, 
we are going to be contenders in the AFC. It, it might as well start with this Denver football team because of who you got in your own division with New England. So hanging with the Denver Broncos just gives you credibility next time you have to hit helmets against the uh, New England Patriots. So um, I, I you the Shaq Lawson thing is an injury. He is going to play. Uh, but that might hold them back. I, I think that's going to be a big uh, deal for them as well. So uh, both on the Denver Broncos this week and next game, I, I, you know, I thought we would not talk about this game for very long. But during the week and seeing what happened last week and what's going on, in Foxborough, the Houston Texans are one and one. They're on the road taking on New England, who are one and one. Um, there's a lot of things going on in this game that I really, really thought. I, you know, first of all, I see the game, I go Patriots quarterback. Uh, but one of the things that when I look at this football team and when and I'm talking not necessarily about the Patriots, the Patriots are the Patriots. The Patriots get ten days to come back and get an easy victory last week. That, that's good. But what I'm getting a little bit on the other side, as far as the Texans are concerned, you know, rookie quarterbacks, they're 5-15, and 15, uh, you know, against Bill Belichick. They're 5-15. and 15. There's 20 games, and you only came out with one, uh, a quarter of them. Um, but the difference, I think, when I look at this, this rookie quarterback, and I'm not saying Deshaun Watson is the second coming by any stretch. But this guy, you know, in the parts that I've seen him, definitely on red zone and things, this guy looks composed. He looks like he's okay. He looks like he's, nor- you know, this is the norm. This is not a problem. Um, but um, when I'm looking at this game, I see a very physical game about ready to happen up in Gillette there, Cuervo. Yeah, this is um... – you know, this is a game that, uh, honestly, I really don't think there's a whole lot to talk about today. I mean, you're talking about a rookie quarterback going up against the defending Super Bowl champions, okay? Um, and, I mean, you look at some of the uh, injuries that, that Houston has. You know, you, I mean, you're talking about key offensive linemen, uh corners, uh, you know, speed wide receiver. I mean, there's guys that Deshaun Watson needs to, to try and pull this thing off, but it's just, it's, you know, those guys aren't going to be there. So it's really, it's really going to hurt. Um, it's going to hurt Houston today. So in my opinion, there's not a whole lot to talk about this game. Jacksonville and uh, Baltimore, just an update to me. They're uh, about to go into the half. It is 23 to nothing. Your Jaguars are putting it on the Baltimore Ravens, Sonny. You've got to be ecstatic about this right now. Well, I, I'm not. I, I'm not. You should be. I, I, no, 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 no. It, 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 Jaguar fans don't fall in love. This is a game they're going to win, and and more and and it's just more the fact is that. They're used to it. This is if this game is playing in the states, I'm not picking the Jaguars in this game, and they're not going to win it. You know, they're not winning this game in Jacksonville. I, I, the jet lag is 
huge. I don't know what it is about Jacksonville when they go over. They don't always win, but they always play tough. I expected them to play tough. I expected them to come out with a victory because, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time Baltimore has ever done it. So the first time that they go overseas, I, you know, and that team is not really 100%. They still got situations with their quarterback being completely healthy. Add up on top of it that they're going jet lag. Add up on top that Jacksonville Jaguars know how to play this game. That's the only reason why I went. If that game was playing in Jacksonville or Baltimore, there's no question I'd be all over the uh, Ravens. And I think the Ravens, they'd be in a dogfight, but I think the Ravens would end up winning this game. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, you're right. I think there's something to be said about this whole – you know, traveling to London thing with the Jaguars. It's every year it's like the Jaguars are going. So it makes you wonder, like, are they pushing for the Jaguars to move to London? Or is it just, hey, that's just kind of how the schedule falls into place. No, like, I, they volunteer for it every year. And I, I, I think it's because of the I don't understand why involved. you would do that, though. Why would oh, you, the why financials would you volunteer, though? Are big. The NFL pays them big for going over there. Without yeah, question. I heard thirty. I think it's like thirty grand or something like that. They get to go over there, play in that game. They get an extra thirty thousand for you know travel and, and, and lodging and all that stuff. At least that's what that's what I heard. I don't. I mean, I don't know. If that, it's that, true. That, that, no, no, they they get quite a bit more to go over there. If I'm not mistaken, if I, when I was doing I'm saying the thirty. Research, I'm saying thirty thousand per player, Sonny. Yeah, thirty thousand per player. Yeah, it, it, the the numbers come up big when when they do it, and not only yeah. that, the team the team gets it. If I'm not mistaken, and 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 I could be wrong, the team gets an extra sixteen million for going up on that. So in reality, the expenses are paid, and they get an extra sixteen million to go play this game. If I'm not mistaken, I'm I've I've got to go look that up, but. It's the reason why the Jaguars are going over there. It's all, it's it's a money it's a cash money cow, but um, they, yeah. they they know how to play that game too. So it's actually pretty good for them. But um, you know, it's nice to see him winning the game. I want to see. I want to be able to put up my Jags win little thing and be happy with that. But I am definitely yeah. not falling in love with them if they get the victory up no. there because back in the states, this team just <laughs> this team. This team just does not seem to have it. Look, Sonny, I'm not saying fall in love for the whole season, okay? But I think for for today, okay, today you've got to right, be today. excited about the way they look. You've got to yeah. be excited okay. about the way they look right now in this game. I'm not saying go ahead and buy into the Jaguars for the season. What I'm saying is be be ex- be like excited, be happy that they're shutting out you know, one of the more uh, competitive or or one of the better teams in the AFC. And they play, you know, you're talking about a team that plays in the AFC North, the toughest division in the AFC, in in my opinion, next to the AFC West. So, um, you know, it's it's really, I'm I'm really impressed right now by the Jags, at least for today, at least for today. Let me throw that disclaimer in there, at least for today. I'm impressed by the Jaguars. So, back to the Texans and the New England Patriots. I you, you talked about having the trigger finger for you to go ahead and 
maybe pick the Bills. Don't do this, it, Sonny. This was my trigger game. This was this was the one that I have. I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, when J.J. Watts is in the football game, it's a total different football game. Last year, they beat this team. Like, it was like 34-16 or something like that. They didn't have J.J. Watts in this game. And they kept it a game for three quarters. They lost it in the fourth. J.J. Watts just makes this team better. Um, and the way – see, the, and I'm, I'm trying to make the comparison – to the Kansas City Chiefs going up to Gillette and doing what they're doing and getting the victory up there. Pretty decisive as well. But obviously the Chiefs are not the Texans. But when you've got a guy, and I'm talking about Watson, doesn't have a lot of film. I know that Bill Belichick knows who this guy is. He's, he, this, you want to talk about a guy that never overlooks anybody? It's Bill Belichick. I, I'll give him that. I'm more worried about the team being overconfident in this game, not Bill Belichick. And, and I'm not even, uh-huh. even to the point of Tom Brady, but the rest of the team. But, you know, what I saw offensively last week with Tom Brady, and now granted, again, they had 10 days to prepare for that game. Tom Brady is just exactly what Tom Brady is the GOAT. Tom Brady is going to be able to get it. I I was close to pulling the trigger on this one. I think this game is going to be closer than most. I I I saw the line on this. That line was uh, was seven and a half early this week. And I'm I'm telling you right now, I I don't know what what the line is on it right now. But this game right here is going to be close. I think I think the Patriots are going to have to fight to win this game. I don't think they buffaloed this team at all. I think they're going to have to, like Tom Brady, uh, to you know not necessarily pull out a miracle, but have a very good fourth quarter in order to get this victory. I really do. I don't think they're going to run. Do you think they run all over them? Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> and and. <laughs> And I mean, I just say that because because uh, of how young Houston is, especially oh, they're very the quarterback young. position. Definitely. You know what? Those <laughs> Sonny, you know, but I find it funny. So I'm looking nervous. at this. That's the one thing I. I mean, Watson, that guy, that guy looks like a seasoned pro almost. Now, granted, he doesn't make all the throws or anything, but I'm talking about his composure. This is not a guy that is taking off immediately when he feels pressure, which is one of the things that impressed me about. Him. Yeah, I, I'm looking at. I'm laughing at this uh, this injury report, Sonny. I, I'm looking at this Patriots injury report. They've got 11 guys on this list, this injury list, as questionable. Billy Boy, you ain't fooling nobody. You ain't fooling nobody, Billy Boy. Well, they okay. got fined for not. Well, they got fined for deceptive practices on the injury report last year. Now, granted, that didn't make a lot of news. Everybody does it, but I think Bill Belichick's trying right. to make a point. What is he trying to break the record for putting the most questionable guys on the injury report? I think he puts everybody on there to keep everybody on edge. I mean, I, and I, I see it as a strategy now more so than, of course that, it you is. know, yeah, it, 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 well, you, everybody on their toes. You, you don't know who you're going to get. That questionable line is wonderful, but 
they have to declare that two hours before the game, Cuervo. So th- they do get a little time to figure out who's going to be in and who's not. Yeah. So we should we should be getting updates like right now because it's it's just under two hours before kickoff for the morning games or the early yeah. afternoon games for yeah, you guys on the East Coast. They're going to in here really so, quick. You're right. Yeah. So with that said, I mean, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, half the team is questionable. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I know that um, you know, there's been people that in the past have questioned Bill Belichick and his, his injury list. But since we're on the subject, real quick, Sonny, I don't know if you heard the comments that Richard Sherman made, and I know that's one of your favorite guys to talk about, Richard Sherman. One of my favorite. But he he made an interesting comment though when it comes to this subject of of injury list. And we can agree to disagree or we can fully agree with Richard Sherman. His take on it was that injury lists are strictly for gamblers. Like, that's what they're used for, is to help guys that that bet on the games, uh, to help them decide which way they're going to go. So I tend to agree with that to an extent, but I don't think that's the sole reason why why – uh, you know, they have injury lists. So I don't know what your take was on it. I don't know if you heard those comments. Um, I heard but that the comments. was the comments. I, yeah. So I don't know what your take was on that, but uh, I agree with him to an extent. I don't think that's the only reason why, but I think that's a big part of it. So um, I think it only really becomes a big part of it. Like, let's just say today's game, the game we're talking about, JJ Watts not being in there. That That is a huge guy. That's a gap. Okay, and when you got a second-year guy filling in as the backup for him, of course that that's a gap. But well, I'll give you, I'll give you a. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Sonny, but I'll give you no, an example. Um, so I wish Brian was here, but uh, Cam Newton for the Panthers is listen, listed as questionable uh, with a right shoulder injury. I just saw him in whatever outfit he was wearing. It was the weirdest stuff I've ever seen, but but that's just that's just his style. That's Cam Newton's style. But he was he was he's at the game obviously. So it's gonna be interesting to see like is it gonna be a game time decision thing? Like is he gonna play? Um but it seemed like he was fine, he was carrying a bag with that bad shoulder, so obviously He's got strength in it, so we'll see if he plays or not. But Cam Newton Cam is listed as It'd questionable. Be Don't you think that Cam Newton, if he was not going to start, would be on the front of NFL.com right now? Just I'm going to look right no, now. No, I think it's too early. I think it's too early, Sonny. I think that's something that comes out maybe 30 minutes before the game, an hour before the game. Uh, but two hours before the game, no. Because remember last week, when we were talking about the uh, the uh, what game was the uh, Vikings and the Steelers, right? I think it was about thirty minutes before kickoff. I messaged you and I was like, "Hey, Sam Bradford is out, Sonny. Are you going to change your pick now?" And you're like, "Yes, I'm changing my pick now." So and that was like thirty yeah. minutes before the game started. So that's when we're really going to start finding out about certain guys. Is about about half an hour, forty five minutes before kickoff, and. Uh, you know, I feel bad for those guys that put money on certain teams because if those guys that, that are questionable to play and you took a chance and said, oh, I think they're going to play, and then it turns out they don't, uh, that's, you know, 
that's how Vegas gets you, I guess, huh? Yeah, and that that's you know you can't call those bets back either. If you're expecting no, Sam oh, no. to play in the game, you can't call that bet back. It's easy to say, hey, nope. now I changed our pick, um, or, or put the asterisks up. Uh, you know, if this guy plays, you know, so be it. Uh, that don't work in that don't work in the gambling days. So it, it, it's where that's at. So, but yeah, once that right bet now, is gone, it's gone. Yeah. Um, I do not, as of right now, see that. But but here's one thing I know about gamblers, which I don't know a lot, okay? But the guys, maybe not the gamblers, but the guys who are in it, the bookies, the guys who have the connections, they know what the situation is long before it actually gets out. And those decisions are made. Those decisions, I think, are made a lot quicker and a lot faster. But if anybody knows about them, are the bookies. Um, so if there's any kind of inkling that, 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 let's just say, or the decision has been made not to start Cam Newton, that is not out in the public, but the bookies know. So, and that's the reason why you see those numbers change. I think, I think that's more for the bookies in reality, um, or the betters, like uh, Sherman said. But you know, they, you know, you get a note that says this guy's not going to play, and the and the uh, bookie says, yeah, if you would have called me about four hours, I got I got this many people on that bet now. So yeah, it, uh-huh. it, you're probably right. It's more about the betters who are not in, not in with the bookies because the bookies know it before it gets out on the, uh, gets out on the uh, injury report. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, I think, I think that's a, yeah, you make a good point. Um, you know, bookies are definitely guys that, that get the inside scoop and whatnot. Um, the so. good ones do. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. The good ones do. The, yeah. So, I, I just found I just found it interesting that uh, that Sherman actually came out and said it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure it was on a lot of people's minds, but um, but but that's why that's why I kind of re- that's why I have respect for Richard Sherman. Um, you know, he, he's the guy that's going to give it to you straight, and 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 I and I respect guys like that, Sonny. I really do. Um, I mean, that's how we are on this show. Um, you know, that's how we are with each other when it comes to breaking these games down, you know, if we, if we disagree, we disagree, you know, but, oh, absolutely. Um, but so, you know, I mean, I, I, on Richard Sherman, I, I'll just throw it out there. I think Rich, I, I agree to you to a certain out there for other people to jump on. So, so you know, I mean, and, and half the, I, I think sometimes when he starts talking that he doesn't even believe some of the things that are coming out of his mouth, but, Probably a good eighty percent of what he says, I think he believes. Okay, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's. Do you think he does it for the attention? You know, yeah, kind of, kind of taking body shots for the league. Yeah, he's the only one talking. He's the only one. He's doing like a uh, podcast kind of thing, like on that. Um, on that one website where all the players mark or the players write their things. The players Tribune. Doing, yeah. Players Tribune. He's doing a, a webcast uh, on things. So, yeah, I think, I think Richard Sherman is about the, the cameras. 
and the lights and everything else outside of football. Um, and I think, and that, that's why I think it's not the fact that I don't respect him. I don't respect, no, I don't respect him at all, regardless. Um, I do think that when he comes out and talks about things um, that aren't important or I, I just, I guess when it, I, I'll put it this way. One of my favorite songs, and we put it up on the show, it's our, our, our outgoing thing. Uh, it's Stranglehold by Ted Nugent. Okay. Um, I think Ted Nugent is a great musician. But when he starts talking politics, I, I close off my ears. I mean, you know, and that's the way I kind of think about Richard Sherman. I'm more respectful about the work that he does on the football field, more so than anything else that he does. So when he starts going off on the side, I'll listen, I'll hear his message, and then I'll make a decision on how much I'll dive into what I think is BS coming out of him more so than not. Um, and same thing with same thing with Ted Nugent uh, when he he goes he he'll go off on guns you know about guns and stuff like that and sometimes I I, I say oh Ted Nugent what's he talking about guns okay I won't even turn it on and listen to him um, that's the way I get with Richard Sherman you know most of the time when he's talking <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it, it it is what it is so but. Uh, we are here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Let, let's hop into one more before we go into break, Cuervo. Um, oh, I'm sure, like I said, we're both on the path. I wanted to pull the trigger. I didn't have enough to, to pull the trigger. Uh, so uh, I did, you know, so I'm going to hold on to the Patriots in that game. Now, here's an interesting game, and I, I don't think it's too interesting, uh, but I think a lot of people are talking about the Miami Dolphins. They're 1-0. Obviously didn't play in week one. That's the reason why they're 1-0. Uh, the Jets are home 0-2. This is a football team, Cuervo, that is – they're lost. The Jets are lost. And the problem is is that their coach is one of the better coaches. He, and I keep saying it, and I'll say it again. He took the wrong job. He should have went a little bit south to Buffalo and took the job in Buffalo more so than the Jets. That having been said – you have a different Miami Dolphin football team. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, Cuervo. They're a much better, te- uh, much better team with Jay Cutler at the quarterback position. They're they're getting a lot of play because of the the and and I say this because when you got guys who know each other, there's a big difference. Like if Brandon Marshall right now was in Miami, I think they'd even be better. Um, obviously, he's having a hard time making the connection up with Eli Manning. Um, but relationships are big in the NFL. We talked about it when they brought on Jay Cutler as the quarterback. Obviously, his uh, past with the coaching, um, uh, you know, it makes for a very good, easy transition if you don't have a Ryan Tannehill. So that's the reason why I look at the Miami Dolphins as a playoff-type caliber football team because of what's going on. And they got a lot of young guys. Now, on the other side, Todd Bowles, you know, the guy I'm talking about, should have took the, the uh, Buffalo uh, team. He, it, this, thing, it, this thing is falling apart at the seams, man. I mean, you know, it, it, I, I compare it to a fat guy getting fatter. And, you know, like, like me, if I started eating more, the buttons start popping off of it and more guts coming out. 
it, it, that's what I look at with the Jets, but the things that are popping out are not good. They're bad. Well, and I'm worried about the Jets. Though, I, I'm worried about the Jets winning a game this year. What, Sonny, why let the buttons pop when you could just buy a bigger pants? Well, that's true, too. I'm just saying. There's a solution <laughs> for everything. But, but <laughs> no, but for the solution for the Jets this year, let, yeah, okay, and, 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 I, and I shared the link for people that are Facebook friends with me. Yep, I um, saw it. And, and, and I put it on there. I said, if, you know, if you're tired of listening to the biased opinions on ESPN, come give us a listen, right? Yep. And here and here's and here's one of the opinions that I'm about to give that nobody in the uh on ESPN except for maybe Mike Greenberg who's a Jets fan is you're not going to hear this anywhere else. Sonny, the New York Jets are tanking the season because they want one of these quarterbacks that are coming out next year. They're in for the Sam Darnold sweepstakes. They're in for the um for the Josh Rosen out of UCLA sweepstakes, they are all in on getting one of these guys. And the New York Jets, that's why the New York Jets look so bad this year, because they want one of these guys to come in and be their franchise quarterback. They're hoping that one of these guys are going to be their franchise quarterback. So that's something, like I said, you're not going to hear on the major networks on TV Okay, let's let's be real with ourselves here, Sonny. The Jets don't give a damn about winning a football game this year. You're absolutely right. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you to a, a certain extent. Okay, and, and I. But here's my thing about this draft. If I'm not mistaken, there's like six of them that are supposed yes. to be gotten next. Yes. Gift. Six yes. of them. Okay, they yes. could be the bottom of the six and get supposedly the next big thing. Okay, so you know, I I don't know I I, I don't know I, I I agree with you too, but there's six of them, and you know, and today's game, the Dolphins. This is a division game. This should be a slobber knocker, and I'm not expecting it. And you know, I. But I'm expecting a close game. Slobber knocker. <laughs> yeah, it should be a slobber knocker. It should be, you know, I, I, one of those wrestler guys uses that word. I like it. Too. The, no, um, the, the word just makes me laugh. But go ahead. Yeah, the word, I, is, sorry, the, word is, the word is funny. But this game should be the most physical game of the week here for this. It, this is a great division game. I don't think we're going to get it. I think Miami rolls them. And not only that, rolls them back. Oh, yeah. But you know the Todd try the Todd Tryon or hold on Todd sorry mark that I I'm thinking indoor football uh, the quarterback for the uh, for the Jets Todd um, um, oh his name is slipping my or uh, gosh I'm I'm completely off isn't Josh McCown the quarterback of this football team Oh Jesus are you serious Yes he is Sonny. I just read something on ESPN. I'll, I'll get to it when we talk about the uh, Bears and Steelers. But go ahead. Uh, but yeah, so. Um, they, I don't know. I, 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 I tanking, yes. I, you know, I think, you know, but here's the thing. Todd Bowles has to have job security in order for that to happen. Don't you think? Wherever, I mean, Todd Bowles does not seem to be 
to be a guy that yeah I'm going to tank the season, but I'm I'm he's I think he's I think he's smart enough to get an insurance policy, which is next year I'm going to be the head coach of this football team before before they end up doing that. Do you, I mean because I think I'm right there with with you, Cuervo. Now granted, it's only been two weeks, but they don't look like anything that resembles an NFL football team, even on a bad level. I mean, they look horrible. They, they look, they look god-awful. It's bad. It makes you wonder, Sonny, do they even practice throughout the week? You know what I mean? Like, I seriously, do they even practice? Or what do they do for practice? Um, do they roast marshmallows and eat s'mores? Do they, you know, just drink coffee and talk about I don't know. Like, what do they do? Uh, by the way, Sonny, uh, the Jaguars just got the ball back. Jalen Ramsey, your your star young corner, just picked off Joe Flacco. So wow. the uh, Jaguars have the ball again. When it goes when it goes bad, it goes bad, doesn't it? Oh my gosh, that's 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 wow. Joe Flacco, Sonny, is four of thirteen for I I want to say if I saw it right, twenty eight yards. In two and a half quarters of football, that 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 is bad. I I, I touchdown Jags, touchdown Jags. Mercedes, Mercedes Lewis second, with the second touchdown too. of the game. That's, that's sec- yeah, yeah that's two for him. Second. Unbelievable. I, I, you know, I, I I I I'm glad I picked him. But you're right, four or Cuervo. It, it's not the fact that he's four or thirteen that's bad enough, but the total yards is eight. Joe Flacco. Oh, there was no two there. It's just an eight. Eight yards passing for <laughs> Joe Flacco. I gave him too much credit. In a, I gave him in too a much half. Credit. In a half. Eight yards of offense from Joe Flacco. It, 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 I, I'm sorry. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to cement a win for my Jaguars, but this game is over. I mean, eight yard, and, and and they could have the thirty points, but if he had more than eight yards, I think I'd say the Ravens have a chance. They, they're done. I'm not sure what's going on up there. Hey, I tell I you think, what, though, Sonny, we're laughing about this, but I'm gonna tell you right now, it's games like this. That uh, John Harbaugh, his, his 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 little tush over there is starting to get warm. I'm oh, telling yeah, you, absolutely. But here's another dumb thing about this now, Cuervo. Now let, let's talk about it. It's thirty, thirty. It's thirty to nothing or thirty-one, whatever it is. Okay, thirty. First of all, Joe Flacco out on the football field. You better make sure he doesn't eat. You, matter of fact, get him a wheelchair before it even happens. Okay, make sure he doesn't get hurt. Any of your main starters get hurt in the second half of this football team. John Harbaugh needs to be fired immediately. And I love John Harbaugh. I, I, I like him. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is the type of game where you lose players on a nonsensical game that you have no business losing. This is where you put in your, your threes and fours and say, guys, impress me. And but Joe Flacco should not be out on the football field for the rest of this game. Yeah, I mean, there's really no point. I mean, there's really no point in keeping Joe Flacco. And I think I think you have a very solid 
point there, Sonny. I mean, it's it's you might as well let. Uh, oh God, who's their backup? Is it? Uh, I don't know. I, I, mean, I don't know have, who it is either. They have, <laughs> football guy <laughs> in there, okay? You know, as their backup. You know, I, I don't know. I, I I have no clue. You know, <laughs> who their backup is? Eight yards, two interceptions. His longest pass from scrimmage is four yards. <laughs> Good Lord. That, 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 Good Lord. That, that is awesome. I love it. I love it. it, it uh, I tell you what, I mean, maybe the Jaguars should consider playing their home games in, in Jacksonville. I, I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah, or you mean London, but yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, or, and yeah, in London. I'm sorry. Yeah, in London. That, that, that is. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, that, is, that is horrible. Um, you know, so the Jags going to get their win here. So I'm one up on everybody. Yeah, I'm going to ride the storm out while I can. Uh, next game hey, up. And then I, we'll... bow to, I bow to you, honey, right now. <laughs> right now, I bow to you, honey. That's uh, a hunch. There we go. Uh, the New England, or mark that, the New Orleans Saints. Now, uh, hold on. Dolphins, Jets. Are we both on Dolphins here? I mean, we beat up on the Jets oh, pretty Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I would know. I would hope we're both on the Dolphins. But next one is the Saints and the Patriots. Now, division game. This one here, I love this game, Cuervo. This one might be – this one's going to be good because we're going to find out if Sonny's prediction of the Carolina Panthers is correct. 2-0 on the season. The Saints are 0-2. The Saints are on the road to Carolina. And, yeah, a little shoulder injury coming uh, which I didn't know about, but I'm I'm not going to hold that against them. And it's on his throwing shoulder too. So my my question yeah. is, I don't think we see, I don't know if we're going to see a lot of Cam Newton throwing the football, which means that we're not we get an opportunity to see if he's going to take a hit because will he be that competitive, uh, unsmart quarterback that will go ahead when he gets in trouble and run the football, or will they be turning around and handing this ball off? And if they're not I'm going to tell you right now, if that if that injury is as serious as everybody's talking about with the shoulder, it's on the throwing shoulder. I think you you get yourself in a game where if you take the loss, it's not a huge loss because no one's expecting the Saints to make a run here uh, to the playoffs. So it might not affect you as much. But if you're the Carolina Panthers right now, you've got to be very, very careful with your franchise. And that's obviously Cam Newton. Yeah, you got to be careful, Sonny. I mean, you know, right now they're 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 the okay in the division. The touchdown in the two games that they played, Cuervo. Did you say he has no touchdowns? No touchdown passes in the first part uh, in the first two games. Mark that they haven't allowed. Mark that the Panthers haven't allowed a touchdown. So beep, 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 beep. I'm backing this one up. Beep. I'm backing that one up. It was the defense that haven't allowed a touchdown through the first two games. Well, I mean, Carolina's defense is pretty pretty damn solid, especially solid. with a guy like uh, Luke Keekley, man. I, I love watching him play. That dude's a stud. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's big-time stud. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm looking at this injury report, right, because we're talking injuries today. We're talking injuries every week, but – the Saints are the Saints have a lot of key guys that are out for this game, Sonny. And I'm gonna tell you right now, Carolina's gonna 
blow the doors off of New Orleans today. What's going to happen? I think you're right. And, and, and yeah, right Carolina, Carolina, Carolina's at home. Is, the kill, is a killer, though, for the, for the Panthers. But, are, you know, that I, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, you're talking Teron Armstead, you know, tackle, uh, offensive tackle, out. Marshawn Lattimore, starting cornerback, out with a concussion. Sterling Moore, the other, I think he's, I think he's their nickelback. Nickel, yeah. Out with a chest injury. Zachary Streif. Wow. Jacksonville just recovered a fumble. And he's within the five. Oh, God. Oh, wow. First and goal, Jaguars, Sonny. I'll tell you, when it rains, it pours. And right yep. now, for the Ravens, whew. <laughs> I, if you're a Ravens fan right now, I mean, I don't even know how you're making it through the day right no, now. No, you just write this day off. Yeah, and you write this as a day that, that you know, Thought of at the beginning of the season should be a win, but you know, well, after, you know, my gosh, that's the that's the that's the first problem. The running back uh, West was carrying that ball like a loaf of bread. That's some, that you never ever ever do that as a running back. It's not a loaf of bread, dude. So, yeah, first and goal, Jags. I think they're at like the four yard line or something like that. So, anyways, back to what I was saying, Zachary Streif. Very good offensive tackle. He's out with a knee injury. Um, so, I mean, you're talking two offensive linemen and two corners, which are two things that the – I mean, first of all, New Orleans defense is historically bad. They're not just Absolutely. bad. Absolutely. They're historically bad. They're, and now you've got two bad. corners that are out. Okay? <laughs> They're bad. They and and on top of that – now you got now you got a Drew you got Drew Brees who who can still sling the ball but he needs all the protection he can get and, and he's, he's got running two of his like tackles he's not out. Getting it. He's not he he's not getting it either. He's running around like a chicken without a head. Yeah, so I, I the Saints are in a world of trouble today, Sonny. They really are. Um, I think you're right. I. I have a lot of uh, people I work with, friends that are Saints fans, and I tell you, you I, I, Peyton, uh, no, I've I've never heard anyone say anything about Sean Payton needs to get out. Um, they just want that defense to get better. That's it. That's all the Saints fans are looking for. They want a better defense, and, and <laughs> trust me, I know it sounds like well, all, okay. You know, you're basically asking to turn water into wine. Maybe I shouldn't say, you know, make it perfect, but just, just improve. Just make some improvements. Do something. Yeah, defensively, like stop getting bullied around, because that's that's what the Saints defense does. They get bullied around, and they they don't do anything about it. So that's the biggest complaint I hear from Saints fans is that they're just. Wow, Mercedes Lewis just caught his third touchdown of the game. So if you have Mercedes Lewis on your by some yeah, by for for some reason if you're that desperate for a tight end and you have Mercedes Lewis, you're having yourself a great start to your fantasy day. <laughs> so 
Uh, it's about to be 37 nothing Jaguars. Wow. So, Bad. anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, Saints fans, Sonny, all they're looking for is some improvement on the defense. Stop being bad historically, um, giving up a thousand yards passing in, in or eight hundred yards passing in two games. You know, just I didn't know it at was least, that bad. They've given up over four hundred yards a game. Wow. Well, it's the the, the exact number is seven seventy seven in two games. That wow, wow. That's over three. That's over three hundred and fifty. That's. That's three hundred seventy-five. Yeah, it's over yeah. three seventy-five. God, that that's god awful. And, you're, it, and, it, and, it, and, it, and the crazy part, Sonny, it's against Tom Brady and Sam Bradford. Well, listen, I'm going to tell I mean, you right now. I, I'm going to tell you something right now, Cuervo. If Sam Bradford can remain healthy, I don't even remember. I, I don't even know what that injury was last week. I'm gonna. Look it up here as we so, go. Okay, I, so I've got, what I've got the, news on that. I've got an update on news? that, Sonny. All right, so bum, 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 bum. All right, oh, so wait, wait, he's right, week to on, week. I, hold on, hold and on I, here. You don't have to. I, I, was, I was just doing it for you. Too son, late. But. Too late. <laughs> go ahead. All right, so Sam Bradford... It doesn't look like he's playing today either, Sonny. So anybody that what has Sam the Bradford in their starting line. What's going on with him? So he's, he's week to week. He's got a knee injury, surprisingly, oh, that, right? Shocker. It. I know. Uh, Breaking it, it, news. Sam Bradford's week. knee is, is hurt. Yeah. So. Yeah. Isn't that like but, the third time in four years? My God. Really? Yeah. Really? But, it, but it's, not, it's not a major knee injury. So, so, see, no, 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 okay. no. Any so knee could, injury to Sam Bradford is a major injury. <laughs> well, I mean, well, he does have glass knees, so I guess, I guess you do have a point there. But he's week to week. He's week to week, um, which, which sounds like it's, you know, something that he could come back Maybe for, that he will years. come back. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but Case Keenum. The almighty Case Keenum will get the start today for the Minnesota Vikings against against Tampa Bay. What have we been preaching to NFL squads all year long? Or, get a backup no, quarterback. For five years. This is now the fifth year. What have we been preaching to NFL teams? Get a backup quarterback. That's what we've been preaching. And you know you're not going to have Teddy Bridgewater for the whole year, so your starter fan, Bradford, Get a backup. Case Keenum. Oh my oh my God. You might as well have just said what you know. Oh my God. See, that's the stupidity of this whole thing. I mean you know, you might as well have said Brian Hoyer. I mean, come on. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I Brian don't, Hoyer. Get a rookie. <laughs> get, get, get a rookie. That has potential, at least. I mean, who's the who's the backup in uh, Kansas City? Um, starts with an M. Mahomes. Mahomes. Give him Mahomes. Get get a guy that had some kind of pedigree in the freaking draft in the third or fifth round that you can. But Case Keenum, you might as well start a rookie for God's sake. See, that's the dumb part about this whole thing. This whole thing about, oh, they got NFL experience is a bunch of crap when it comes to a quarterback. Because when you're bad as a quarterback, guess what? You're bad, okay? That, that period. 
So you might as well throw in your freaking rookie backup quarterback. Case Keenum? You know, and, and that's it's one of the things that frustrates me when I watch football teams do exactly, you know, go through a season with a half-ass back, a uh, half-ass quarterback in the first place, and then they back them up with, with, with guys that have not proven a lick in the NFL. Put in a rookie, for God's sake. Give them a shot. I mean, they, because starting Case Keenum over whoever the rookie quarterback is that they got, is it, there's no difference. You say whatever you want about NFL experience. Case Keenum and the backup, whoever the hell the third one is, okay? The backup is better than Case, Case Keenum. Might as well start him. There's no, there's no tape on him. So you might as well you know, shock someone with somebody, something different. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> well, it looks like Cam Newton's going to play Sonny on another note. <laughs> but, no, you're right. I mean, you know, backup quarterbacks are so <sighs> – you know, it's easy to say, like, every – you know, you should go get one. Um, so I, I definitely, you know it, – it's just sometimes it's it's hard. It's like it's hard to find them. So that's why it's hard to find one. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Cuervo, Cuervo, do you start Case Keenum or a no-name quarterback that no one knows about? At least you got a chance. You know what you get with Case Keenum, okay? He's got enough film to where, <laughs> you know, we talk about how defensive coordinators have the advantage, okay? But when you don't have a guy who's got film, throw in your rook. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it, I don't know. It, it, it well, is me, thing, and I know, does, and I know. Do the I Vikings have a rookie? Work. I don't think the Vikings have a rookie. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'd have to, yeah, I, I'd have to pull up a, I'd have to pull up a um, depth chart on the Vikings to find out what's going on. I'll do that. I'll find out if there's, you know, anybody there. But my God, I mean, I, I, and it, 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 I know it's, I know it's me. But, you know, when I hear names like, you know, if, like I said, the 49ers uh, general manager should have been fired as soon as he said, oh, Brian Hoyer, he's our guy. Oh, yeah, yeah um, Lynch. Lynch over there in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, Brian Hoyer. Yeah. And as soon as you say that, you should be fired. And not only that, he's starting Brian Hoyer. So, all right, here it is. A guy by the name of Kyle Solter is his name. Now, this guy's oh, out Jesus. of northern Colorado. No one knows. I'll say it. No one knows dick about this guy. Okay? And so you might as well put him in. Okay? The last time he played, he was a backup to a backup to a backup in Denver. So, come on. Can we please get this, you know, <laughs> Put him in. I mean, at least you don't know what's going there, and at least it'd be entertaining. Because when you have, when you have what you're about ready to see here, it it, it it's sad, you know. Case Keenum. So hey, where? Hold on, hold on. Now the Vikings have the Bucks in in Minnesota. I mean, and, and believe me, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the most overrated NFL football squad in the NFL. I'm sorry, they are. They're overrated. And it comes with the quarterback because everybody thinks that guy's the God gift coming out. Fine. So be it. I think they're overrated. And 
The Vikings are going to give, and here's here's why I'm here's why I'm going to tell you, Cuervo. The Vikings are going to give the Bucks uh-huh. a run for their money in Minnesota, and and like I said, I don't know Case Keenum. I mean, he if he just plays average, he's going to be okay. The only thing that, and so we're going to hop to that one since we're talking about it. That game right there, Case Keenum at the quarterback position does not have to be really really good. But guess what? He, he, you know, if he's just average, that Minnesota defense is huge. I think that Minnesota defense. I'm, I'm actually gonna. I, 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 I just don't trust Tampa Bay and the Buccaneers with their their newfound uh, hype. Is what I'll say. Well, they beat that actually brings up. Team. That that brings up a question, Sonny. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for your fantasy advice right now. So we'll jump into fantasy here for a second. Okay. All right. I'm 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 really struggling in my head. I'm debating. I have the Chiefs and I have the uh, Vikings defense. Since we're talking about the Vikings defense here, I need you know obviously I got to start one of the two between right. Kansas City against the Chargers on the road, or wow. I can start Minnesota at home against Tampa Bay, what would Sonny do? That's the question. I would, what I would do is I think they're going to get to the quarterback, and I'm talking about Minnesota. I think they're going to get to the quarterback today. And and the main reason, and there's a a certain reason, they have to. Cuervo, this this Minnesota football team, they need to get through this rough patch without Sam Bradford. They need to get a win. And I think they could get it defensively a lot in in games. And it's and this is one of them, okay. You know, you say whatever you want about the the and I know and I know Tampa Bay's got a lot of love going at them. I, they beat the Bears though, I, and I'm not impressed. And I, if anybody is impressed, they should really get their heads examined because you know it's the Bears. Right, right now, the Bears are lost in oblivion of oh my God, what are we going to do from week to week. Okay, now it's a little bit different. Now Tampa Bay, you know they've, you know, one good thing going for them, I'll put out there, okay, is they've only played one game. This is a well-rested football team, but I, you know, I, but I keep going back to a couple weeks ago when Sam Bradford is the NFC Offensive Player of the Week, and then you don't get that guy back, and you got Case Keenum. But when I look up on the other side of it, Cuervo, and I see Tampa Bay coming in, you know, I've and, – and it's Dirk Cotter. Uh, so, you know, as much as this guy is supposedly a quarterback, you know, wonderful dude, he may be okay with a quarterback, but the offensive line is one thing that you have to worry about in this, in this game – for the the Buccaneers, because whether or not the quarterback's going to be able to get away from from pressure or not, you know, it's going to start with the offensive line. And if Watson's on the run a lot, or Winston is on the run a lot in this game, I don't think he's going to have a good game. I, so I think you're going to get back today against Watson because the Tampa Bay offensive line, it, you know, it's it, 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 not wonderful for them at all. And that defense from Minnesota, 
I think they'll make him make mistakes. On the Chargers side, though, that you know, you got Phillip Rivers. Now, he's been known to throw, but he's smarter. So that's the reason why I would probably uh-huh. stay right there with Minnesota and instead of the, uh, the other way around. Okay. All right. I've got Minnesota's defense in, so I'll take your advice, Sonny. I appreciate it. You had and, them in uh, first, yeah, right? Real... You're not going to take my uh, word for it, right? <laughs> no, no. I actually did have Kansas City's defense in there. I just kind of felt like the reason I had them in there is because I felt like it's 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 a familiarity thing. Like the Chargers, the, the Chiefs are more familiar with the Chargers and how they how they yeah. operate offensively. Tampa Bay, Minnesota, the, the familiarity is not there, so it could wind up being maybe a high scoring game or something like that. I got it. But I but then I look at but then I look at quarterback and I'm like, Jameis Winston. You know, is he is has he impressed me so far this year? No, not really. Uh, what has he done to really? Year, Cuervo, by the way, I think he's getting better. He's getting he's getting better fast. Um, I just don't think that uh, he's at that tier level just yet. Oh, he's not going to be Rodgers. He's not going to be Breeze and Tom Brady no. and all that. What I mean by top tier is, you know, a I guy that you can really consider. You know, guy that you can consider a, a franchise quarterback. Like, would you take him over, you know, Russell Wilson right now? Probably not. Would you take Good him point. over, you know, uh, uh, a guy like, uh, you know, Philip Rivers right now? I don't think you would. I think you would stick with Rivers. So he's not quite. He's better than the he's better than the worst. I mean, do, do you take Winston over Brian Hoyer? Yeah, I know. I, I'm having fun with that today. Yeah, of course, <laughs> right? I mean, I, I mean, he's better than Brian Hoyer. Bash take Brian Hoyer him. day. Well, that's every day for you, though, Sonny. <laughs> that is. That's me. Bash Brian Hoyer. Guys made millions off of nothing. But anyway, but he's better than both of those. I mean, uh, you know, and, and right now, Andrew Luck. You see, I, I'm. So close. No, no. I, I think I've already declared. I think Andrew Luck's a bust. I think he's a bust. Oh, that's... Mm, that's... Uh, have you I don't know, Sonny. I don't know. What have you done for me lately? I, I mean, right, Are you really right, singing Janet Jackson right now? I, what you really, have you done did that really like just happen? Not for long in the NFL. The two of my favorite songs. Come on. What, what, what has he done? I mean, he had a good first two years. I, you know, I, I let him to the playoffs. Jesus. What has he done? This guy, he is Did that fragile. really just happen? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, no, but you think of Janet Jackson's one thing. Yes. But the Jaguars, what? okay, so the Jaguars, your Jaguars, Sonny, are up 37 to nothing right now. Uh-huh. And they fake punt on a fourth and one. Are you kidding me? And not only did they get it, and not only did they get it, but the guy ran for about 40 yards, 50 yards on the play. Hey, man, they're just practicing some things. Apparently, apparently they are. My goodness, 
But you, I mean, when you talk about putting a nail in the coffin, my goodness, twenty fifteen. To, he's it's first and goal, Jaguars. Are you serious right now? <laughs> The Jaguars hey, are having fun hey, with hey, this. Even study. a blind dog finds a bone every once in a while, Cuervo. That's what the Jaguars I'll tell you, if, if their purpose was to entertain this London crowd, they, did a they good job. aced it. They, I mean, they A plus. A plus for the Jaguars. Hey. hey. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hey, we're having a ball today. You know that? I mean, we're not even talking about the games. We're just talking the NFL. Guys. Isn't the NFL great? I mean, you can you can go off on a tangent like we have. By the way, <laughs> who are we going to pick in the Minnesota game? Or no, no. Uh, hold on, let me go back. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's it's Minnesota Tampa. We're still talking. Minnesota. Yeah. All right. So we went to Minnesota Tampa Bay. I, I'm, you know, I'm I'm actually I'm going to go with the Vikings because of what I said. The reason why you take your fantasy guy. I think they're going to get to the quarterback, Jamison Winston, throws three interceptions, and uh, Case Keenum is going to throw for 200 yards and a touchdown, let the running game try to win the game for him. I have Minnesota. I'm taking the uh, the Vikings as well. Um, I, I mean, as much as I like Tampa Bay, don't give me, and I still think they're going to oh, win this I know, division. You've got a little man crush on them, by the way. Yeah, I do. I, I just I like the physicality of this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. Um, but at the same time, for today, um, if this game was in Tampa, I'd pick the Bucks. I know it's a stupid thing. A lot of people probably think it's dumb. Like, that's the reason that you're picking the Vikings? Yeah, that's the reason I'm picking the Vikings, because they're at home. Absolutely. I agree, because I think, I think if this game was in Tampa Bay, I would take the Buccaneers. There is something about when you have two quarterbacks that are not very good. There's something about a home crowd that can get that home quarterback to play better. And he doesn't necessarily have to throw the football for 350 yards and four touchdowns. Just the whole team as a whole plays better, but it does start with the quarterback having a decent day. And those two quarterbacks going at each other, they're, they're going to get the home field. I mean, you got to figure out how to get them there. Now, you know, right now, is Jameis Winston better than Case Keenum? Absolutely, and I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna argue that point, and I because I, I think Winston is definitely overrated. But in this case, you got to look at the defense and um, Case Keenum. Even though that guy can make mistakes, I don't think he's gonna be forced into them more so than what they're gonna get with Minnesota head their way on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I just you know I feel like. Uh... What I like about Minnesota's defense, Sonny, is that they're just solid all around. Like, they don't have guys that, you know, they, they don't really have superstars yep. on, this, on, the, on the defense. I take that. Ooh, get in there, Fournette. Touchdown, Leonard Fournette. Good stuff. All right. All right I, needed that. I needed that touchdown on my fantasy team. But anyways, um, how, what's it called? 44 to nothing Jaguars. My goodness. Well, I tell you, it's a good weekend for you, Sonny. Michigan gets the win yesterday against Purdue. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and now the Jaguars are blowing the doors off of the, of the Ravens. Did, did Tennessee win yesterday? And I'm not asking to be facetious. I don't know. Barely. They barely, barely beat UMass by four points. I wanted to 
kick. <laughs> uh, I, I just wanted to throw something. If yeah, that they team won didn't that cost race. very much, it would have went out the window. <laughs> you know, I tell you, I, I'm glad they won. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad they won. But to beat UMass by four points, what? I, I don't know what happened with Tennessee yesterday. It just something wasn't clicking, and then it was at home too. They barely beat UMass at home, so I'm really afraid of what's going to happen next week against Georgia at home. Oh, they're going to they're going to get rounded the they, in that game. By the you way, you saw the way they looked yesterday against Mississippi State. Georgia uh-huh. is a solid team right now. Listen, solid. I told everybody to watch. I and I was over on Way In Sports Talk two weeks ago. I said, folks. If you're not watching Georgia, you're you're not you're not watching football. You're you're just you're you're missing something. You're seeing a team that's getting better. And you know me, Sonny Clark don't know a lot about college football, but I know about momentum. And and if you look at the Georgia game, they have done nothing but get better all year long against halfway decent teams. And of course, they got Auburn and they, you know all those guys. You got you know they got all those guys right there. This, I, so, watch out for Georgia. I, I, I think that's a football team that is on the cusp. Yeah, well, you know what? I tell you, um, what I'll say, that win in against Notre Dame. Absolutely. On the road. On that, the road. That's what has really excelled. That's what has propelled um, Georgia's season so far. And – Ladies and gentlemen, we have a quarterback change in the uh, in the game over in London. Sonny, Ryan Mallett is in for Joe Flacco. That is the Should backup have been in, in a Baltimore. long time ago. Should have been <laughs> in a long time ago. Yeah, well, I guess I guess that's a guy. That's a I guy that Harbaugh. Harbaugh right. was waiting for the forty burger to come up before he decided to bench Joe Flacco. It. Yeah, we don't, we he wanted to, to see the forty more. burger. Yeah, we need to be down more than five touchdowns in the second half. Give me a break. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. I, I tell you, if Ryan Mallett goes down the field right now and scores, Sonny, uh, I I mean I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't even know what to say. Like. I, I'm done. I'm done trying to figure the game of football out. I'm just I'm yeah, done. It, exactly. Because what am I? What am I? What are we gonna do? Stand and look intelligent next to Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> we put on put on the clown put on the clown shoes, right? <laughs> we'll be one of those snicker commercials where they have the coaches up there and we're throwing stupid questions at them. Remember those co- commercials where the they, the the fans were asking the stupid. It was a beer commercial, actually. I forget which one it was, and they played the classic. Oh yeah. yeah, that's what we yeah. would be. You know, but I like the clown <laughs> outfit better. That sounds like more fun. So yeah, I like the clown <laughs> outfit. At least right. it's entertaining. You get a laugh out of it. Exactly. So, all right, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're gonna get in our uh, um, our sponsors here. And then when we come back, we'll talk about your Chicago Bears. We'll also talk about the best game of the week, I think, that's going to be as far as competitiveness. I'm talking about the uh, 
Giants and Eagles, that's going to be a good game, I'm hoping. We'll find out. We'll talk about those two games as well as other ones here. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Yeah, here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, we'll be back here after these messages. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive-through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is "Amazing people serving amazing drinks, amazingly fast." Scooters only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world, and their specialty, the caramelicious. If you're new to Scooters, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich, velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooters Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66, with a convenient drive-through, so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooters Coffee, located in Rowlett. Selling your home could be the single most important decision you make in your life. You need someone with the experience and know-how to help you through this decision. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associate Realtors has you covered. Knowing the specifics of the Rowlett and Rockwall area is his specialty. Contact Brian at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. That's Brian with a Y, not nightchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, we offer an after-school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special. Two weeks in a free uniform for $19.99. That's right, $19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chain Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychainlees.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit them on the web at www.mitchellps.com. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Allen Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified, licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having, so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price. 
and good customer service, but of course, give Alan Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Alan Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. And welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is Sunday morning. It's that being said. Thanks to Melvin Bullet and company over there at the Bullet Experience there for their sponsorship of Rowland Eagles Varsity Football. They took the loss there on Thursday night football. Uh, they are in action in their first game in district before they go to the bye. They're taking on North Garland and the Raiders. And you'll hear that coverage on the Couch Potato Sports Show pregame at noon on Friday. And then we kick it off at 7 p.m. We're back here on Sunday morning. It's that being said, next game up on board. I know Cuervo said, you know, he was laughing about something, but it had to do with the Bears. So we'll go ahead. We'll jump to the Bear game as the Chicago Bears have the Steelers. And when we... Evidently, there was a news media that came across that made you giggle there, Cuervo. Oh, no. No giggling matter at all, Sonny. It actually kind of made me sick to my stomach. Um, You know, normally when we talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, we talk about, you know, a team that's well-run organization, you know, class franchise. But, um, you know, today today I think people – may look at the Steelers a little bit differently. So the news coming out of Chicago is that the Steelers, Sonny, um, and I know you're going to have an opinion on this, so so I'm going to say what I'm going to say, and then I'll let you have the floor. Um, the Steelers are not even going to come out for the national anthem. They are going to stay in their locker room for the national anthem um, to show their – protest or their stance or whatever you want to call it. So that that's what I saw. That's going again. Um, I know Trump, if I'm not mistaken, right? I know probably. Um, I know that um, Mike Tomlin had some comments to say. I didn't hear what they were, but um, I know they asked him about it, and um, it's it's a team decision. They, they're all standing by it, whatever. That's fine. Um, but, um, again, I mean, it's, you can have your opinion on the president of the United States, whatever you want, but this is another example, Sonny, of disrespecting the, uh, the American colors and it kind of, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it just kind of, it bothers me, you know, I mean, there, there's ways to do it. I don't think this is one of them. Well, this one here, if I'm not mistaken, is probably going against what president Trump said. And folks, I've I've learned something in this very short time since he's been in office. Is is that you've got to treat Donald Trump like a child, probably forty percent of the time. 
And what I mean by that is, is that you just can't expect too much intelligence coming from a child. They may have an opinion about something, but it's usually a pretty stupid one in the first place. So, you know, I, you know, I, I, I get why they're doing it. I, I'm not going to necessarily have an opinion, more so that this one here is in protest of the president, but out of it, 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 this is not about this. This is about the. Other ways of doing it. I am so I, I'm so for protest. So don't get me wrong. I, you know, I, I I'm I'm all about protest. I th- and frankly, I think they they have to have a place in today's society. I really do. But making the statement on the very thing that gives you that right. I have a real tough time with. I mean, do do whatever you want. If if you want to protest on the front lawn of the White House, do it. You 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 want to call Donald Trump out every single and protest against him, do it. But you don't do, listen. My co-host is is a is a military man, I, and and I, and that's the way I look at this, Quirfel. I don't look at it as anything as disrespecting. My good friend, who puts his life on the line for me to be stupid on a Sunday morning, coming in here making stupid comments about football, and when you when you <laughs> when you insult that demographic of people, and I'm talking about the military, if you can't stand up for the national anthem, that's fine. Now. I hope they stand up for the national anthem in their locker room and they can be seen doing so. I they, see, and I'm okay with it. Um, but disrespecting the anthem and the military is not the way to do it. And I know what the intentions are. And I go back to, have you ever been, when someone says, I don't mean to offend you, but that word, but is so big when it comes to, the national anthem, and when it comes to the military of this country, if you go back into the 1940s and 1950s and you listen to music in the, those era, 60% of it is about patriotism. Now, we've gotten away from that, also, obviously, in today's music, but having a patriotism and, and having a love for the military still runs through the veins of this country, and I think there just has to be a different way. Go do anything else, but don't disrespect the military while you go do what you're going to do. Now, if you want to protest a war and you don't want your military in it, great. But you still give allegiance to your country. And that's what it is. It, it, that's all it is. It's that when you don't give, do the Pledge of Allegiance, okay, and, and the National Anthem, you, you're, you're saying for that moment that you're not pledging your allegiance to this country and i get it and you can be that way but you don't do it in front of the guys that give you that opportunity it it, it is what it is and i know i'm i I know i'm in the my i think i guess just the way everybody's talking cuervo i must be in the minority in thinking this way well um 
I, I think it's just uh, nobody's looking at it as, you know, disrespecting the military. They're just looking at it as, you know, the, disrespecting the uh, the freedoms uh, that uh, that the military provides. Um, so you're, you know, you're you're there. It's the same thought process, but but it is a little bit different. Um, people look at it as you know, you're disrespecting certain freedoms. You looked at it as you're disrespecting the people in the military. Um, so either way, it's it's a disrespect to the country and what the, you know, the forefathers before the founding fathers provided for this country. So, you know, exactly. It's, it's, exactly. That's when I go back to where I, uh, I say that, that that kind of protest is pissing on the grave of, of our fine soldiers of this country who've given their lives for it. Now, now, and I'm going to ask you something. We're going to get a little controversial, but I know the answer to it. So, you know, like a good attorney, you never ask, ask a question unless you know the answer, what's it's going to come back. So I'm going to ask you this question knowing what the answer is going to be. You, as a military guy, and you're in the uh-huh. Marines, you as a military guy support yes. the the idea of protest. You support it and you would not stop someone from doing it. But it doesn't mean you like it. And I think and this is where I think I know the answer coming back that all military people feel this way, but I would bet a majority of them if they weren't wearing the colors would probably beat the living hell out of someone that way. Wait, okay, say that one more time, Sonny. If they were if they were wearing the colors? If they weren't wearing the colors. I mean if they weren't military I mean, you know they 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 military people will defend the rights of an individual in this country on any level, including this one. But in the back of their minds, they want to beat the living hell out of this guy. They want to beat the well, living I, hell out of the people that want to do this. And maybe I'm wrong, but you know, well, I know a few military people that tell me they know a lot of people that would love to beat the living hell out of Colin Kaepernick. Well, I, 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 to, to me, Sonny, it depends on how you do it. Okay, you're right. I mean, protesting, I, I, it's whatever. I mean, you know, you, you want to sit there and make your stance and, and, and protest and, well, I call it complaining, but you want, you want to protest about certain things. Okay, fine. But and if, you're going to protect their rights, correct? Well, I mean, again, it all depends on if – if they're just holding up a sign that says some, you know, certain words, okay, they're just they're just exercising their First Amendment, the freedom of speech. But if I see you with the American flag, right, and you're stomping on it, or you're doing something like, or if I catch you with a lighter trying to burn the American flag, um. Let's put it this way. You thought Lawrence Taylor hit hard. Uh-huh. I would probably tackle somebody so hard that, uh, you know, 
their their great grandparents would fill it in their grave. Yeah, That's there how you hard go. I'd probably I'd probably tackle somebody before I allow somebody to sit there and disrespect the American flag, our colors of the United States of America, because that's the one thing that unites us as a country is that American flag right there. That's what defines us as a country, Sonny. And to sit there and allow some punk that, you know, thinks that, you know, he feels oppressed, which people these days don't know what oppression is. Okay. Go go back to the, Go back to the days when, when slavery, like real slavery, was going on, okay? Yeah, if, you ever, if you ever watch the movie 12 Years a Slave, that kind of gives you a, a small snippet of what those people were going through back then. Yeah. Um, but, but to sit here and, you know, say that you're oppressed because, you know, cops don't know how to behave themselves, and I hate that too. Trust me, I do. As a military man, I will tell you. It irks me when I see police officers not doing their job the correct way, killing innocent people. It it bothers me. I, I'll be honest. But to sit there and, and say that you're oppressed, first of all, first of all, you're using that word and you probably didn't even look up the definition. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Let's just let's just let's just be let's just for starters. Okay. Number two. Um, you know, you, you, people just—is is it for the attention? Like, I don't get it when it comes to those things. Uh, so, with that, I mean, it, it really, with that said, it's—it's it's one of those things where, you know, I don't know. Pe- people try to say, try to make a stance on something, or try to make a statement when there's no really no statement to be made. Exactly. Yep. So it's okay for average Joe to have an opinion, but president of the United States has an opinion too. Just because he's president doesn't mean he can't have an opinion on something. And his opinion is that a lot of players, you know, should be uh, kicked off teams for disrespecting the America. So, so what, and people that don't like that. So what you're saying is the game of football is bigger than the United States of America as a country. That's what Thank you're telling you. me. That guy. And I couldn't find those words, but that's exactly what I was thinking. So, you know what I mean? Like that, that's what it sounds like to me is that the game of football is bigger than our government or our, you know, what, what we stand for as a country. That right there tells me that people don't have their priorities straight and that, well, I mean, honestly, I mean, we are a very spoiled country. Don't get me wrong. We are. And we have forgotten what's important in life. So There's only that right there proves the point. There's only 2,000 NFL football players, you know, maybe more, 2,300, something like whatever the number is. Let's say there's 100 football players on each team. That would be 3,200. We know it's not that much. But let's just say that. There's 3,200 people in the NFL, players in the NFL. They're 
Millions right. of people in this country. I mean, come on, can we get serious? I mean, you know, forget the. I mean, I you know I I, I you know I, you know I and the same thing with anything else when I when I see that you know we got lots of people in this world that are are busting their asses to make things different and and we're inviting we're inviting sports figures to the White House. Well, what have they done except win a game instead of winning something at life with people who have busted their ass to try to, you know, make the world or the country better, but yet we're saluting athletes, you know, at the White House. I never have understood that, um, but at the same time, I don't even care about that. I mean, last time, I, I mean, I can't even remember last time I even really gave a rat stick that butt that, uh, you know, a Super Bowl team or a championship team made went and seen the the president. I can't even remember because it's so low on the priorities of things. And I would have much rather see someone cover someone who made a difference in uh, the way our country is ran, made some changes, and celebrate that more so than than the NBA going to the White House. You know, it, it's it, it's like like I said, I think I think Trump is a child you know, 40% of the time. And, you know, you just can't listen to him. He's like a unintelligent little child trying to have an opinion about something. And it makes you want to puke every time you hear, when you ever, he says something like that. And that's, you know, I, I don't know. It, I, I, I know the Steelers are going to put something out there that shows their patriotism that they did in the locker room. That that's the, you know, the class organization they are, They'll do that part. I don't necessarily agree with them doing that outside to you know where no one else can see it. I think that's where you have pride in your country, and you're still going to do it, even though we got some idiot in the White House. You know that. You know that. Maybe that's me, but you know it, it, it is what it is. It, but by the way, you know those that give give their uh, their time and their lives their livelihood to this country the way that the military does. You know, it, it, it's not like he's the military. I've always said this, and I've always been beat up for it. Those in the military have more, I have more respect for than the president of the United States. Because the president of the United States is not the one that is willing to give his life for the country. Now, granted, they may have been ex-military people, so if they are, of course, I, I'll, I'll respect it more. But when Donald Trump, is in office. Can't say that I respect him as much as I would say Cuervo on the other end of this line. That's just a personal opinion. I've always been that way. Um, Because if the ultimate sacrifice is giving up your life for a cause, and in this case, you know, military people are willing to give up their lives for the cause of this country. So it's where, where I usually look at it. So, but Crazy, crazy situation, you know, going on in there. But Bears and Steelers will get back to sports. Um, unless you have anything else to say. You got anything else to say before I move on off of that? I mean, there's really nothing else to say, Sonny. I mean, you know, I, I could sit here and give my opinion until I'm blue in the face, but people are going to feel the way they feel. It's, it's a much more sensitive uh, generation nowadays than it was back when you were growing up. I mean, people, you know, people were a lot tougher mentally. Oh, yeah, the the skin on people today 
is so thin that I could, you know, flip somebody and it would start bleeding. Like <laughs> that, that's how thin it is. I could flick somebody with my finger and they would, they would bleed all over the place. Like that's how thin skin is on people nowadays. So yeah, anyway, jagged, um, uh, fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, but you know, back to the actual game though. Um, yeah, Steelers I, I just, Bears. I mean, uh, I mean, know, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know what's wrong with the Bears. I, I mean, I well, like that. I know what's wrong with the Bears. Uh, the problem is, is will they pull the trigger on it, Cuervo? And you you talked about it last week. Once you pull that trigger and bring in that rookie quarterback, there's no going back to it. Yep, that's it. It's it's a done deal. Like you have to. Stick with uh, Trubisky and Mike Lennon is. You might as well trade him away. So, um, Ooh, you know, with that point. said, yeah. you might as well trade him. See what you can get for him. Maybe he'll end up over in Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they could use him. <laughs> <laughs> I stumped Cuervo, man. That was an awkward, uh, you know, dead air right there. Just for my, he said, did he really we'll, say that? Hey, we'll take I know a second round. We'll thinking. take a second round pick for it. We'll take a second round pick for Glenn. There you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> he ain't getting a first rounder. Then oh, again, man. Sam Bradford was worth a first round pick, so you never know. Well, I'll tell you something about Sam Bradford last year. He definitely went far and above what I expected. He he actually stayed healthy. Um, had a very, I mean, for what Sam Bradford is, which is a backup quarterback. I, I'm going to tell you right now, no one did a better job in a backup role than Sam Bradford did last year. And of course, you gotta you gotta keep with him while you're trying to figure out what's going to go on with Teddy Bridgewater. Will he play again? Will he not? Uh, but you know, uh, you know, I thought it was right for them to do what they did in response of what he did from the year before. Um, so sort of like Kirk Cousins, okay? Obviously, the Washington Redskins aren't in love with the guy, so um, they're not going to give him a long-term uh, contract. But, yeah, they'll, they'll pay him next year. It, it's kind of one of those things when I look at it. But um, Glennon, 0-2 with the Chicago Bears, Pittsburgh Steelers, what, I, what I'm afraid of, Cuervo, is they get rolled so bad that by the third quarter, the, some fans that came out to see the Bears are going to leave. And the stadium will still look filled because it will be full of Steeler fans. That's what I'm afraid of. I mean, I, I mean I, I, there's, there's absolutely nothing when I look at the Chicago Bears that says, Man, they've got a fighting chance in this game. I mean, unless I'm missing it, because I mean, maybe you'll get a rebound from that rookie running back. I don't know. Doubt it. I, and maybe, maybe if he did, I don't think that's going to be enough. The Steeler defense is going to be all over Mike Lennon or whoever the backup is going to be after he gets hurt in the first half of the football game. So it, it's going to. I mean, the Steeler defense is really, really solid, Cuervo. Yeah, and that's why I've mentioned Jordan Howard on my uh, fantasy team today. That's a good uh, idea. Both, yeah, you know, I think I've got him in both of my leagues. And I love me some Jordan Howard, don't get me wrong. Of course I love me some Jordan Howard. But, um, you know, it's, it, it's, I think this is a pretty easy call um, that, yep. uh, that I bench him for this game. 
or at least for this week against the against a good Steeler defense. And uh you know, so it's just it's, hope and pray that the Bears figure something out before next year. So I mean, if you're a Bears fan you you're pretty much, you know, putting the icing on the cake on this one already. I mean, because really there's I mean have you seen anything that you can say, wow, you know, if they get better ball team in the next couple of weeks? I mean, I don't see anything on there that can make me feel that way about the Bears. Do you? No, not right now. I mean, the only thing I would say is probably, uh, you know, if, if, if any of our receivers can catch a ball, that would be great. Just catch a ball. Don't let it hit you in the chest. Actually catch it. I know that's a lot to ask, but if that could actually happen, that would be awesome. We might actually have won that game in week one against the Falcons. Well, you should have won that game right now. Cuervo, they should have won that football game. There were a lot of mental errors in that football game that gave Atlanta the advantage in that game in, in the fourth quarter. You saw a mental breakdown in the fourth quarter of that game i know i know sonny that's why i'm saying it would just it would be nice if (laughs) you know we could just catch a football you know because mike lennon the passes that glennon are throwing are not terrible they're really not it's just the receivers are terrible so and that kind of and that happened last year too. If you if you remember, which you may you may or may not, uh, the Bears played the Tennessee Titans in Chicago. Should have won that game. They came back and got close. And I think it was, oh, who the hell was the quarterback? I want to say it was either Hoyer or it was no, it was Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley, Barkley was yeah. in that game. So and, and Barkley of all people, got the Bears back in that game. And then when it came down to the final possession, the Bears, three passes in the end zone, dropped. Every single one was dropped. So, and we saw that in week one against the, against the Falcons. So, the key to this game, receivers need to catch the ball. That simple, and this, and they might stay in this game against the Steelers, but um, I'm I'm, I'm going to go on the record though. I'm still going to take Pittsburgh, and I think Le'Veon okay. Bell is going to have a great game. I think uh, so. You I will definitely play. have him. I definitely have him in my starting lineup. Uh, but I did bench Jordan Howard. I just think the Steeler defense is way too strong. Um, they're really not going to give up a lot. Um, I'm just kind of hoping that the Bears could keep it close. Maybe uh, throw them off with some, uh, I don't want to say trick plays, but just kind of uh, disguise what you're doing um, as far as either run or pass. And I think the Bears could keep it close. I think the defense, um, you know, could potentially keep it close. I want to say, well, let's take a look at something real quick. I want to say, where's it at, Sonny? Yeah. So Prince Akamara who came from Jacksonville, you know a lot yes. about him. Mm-hmm. Looks like yep. he's going to make his Bears debut today. So I'm I, You like him, Cuervo. I think you'll like him. Well, he'll probably get Antonio Brown today. So uh, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't judge him. Maybe I shouldn't judge him based off today. 
because this he is game. going up against arguably the best receiver in the game. But um, uh, by the way, it's official. Jags win forty-four to seven is the final score. Baltimore Woo-hoo! went down and they scored. Sonny Ryan Mallett got him down the field and they scored. <laughs> Ryan Mallett for MVP. I'm going to say it now. Against the Jags three and fours, you're right there in the fourth. There you go. Ryan Mallett for MVP. He's got my vote. I wonder if they have a phone back and forth to the coach, and the coach calls the other side and says, you know, this is out of hand. Let's not lose our starters. What do you say, coach? And I think they'll agree on that, and that's what. (laughs) Possibly. It's something. There's got to be a signal. They probably talk about. That's probably what they talk about at the beginning of the game. Hey, when we're gonna forfeit, I'll I'll do I'll do this gesture right here, and then you know you can bring in your thirds, and we're not worried about it. We're we know we're we're succeeding. I, I think that I think they talk about that. I, I'm gonna ask. You know what? I'm gonna ask a coach one day. You know, when I grab them one day, we're tired because I won't talk to an active coach, player, or anything. Uh, if I next one I get, I'll ask him if they have a signal for concede. You know, if you're going to concede, what's the is if it's like a baseball, uh, a baseball signal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, across the touch your nose, there, it, touch your nose and, if you quit. Yeah, grab the groin, say up yours. I guess you win. You know, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> something, yeah. Oh my God. Anyway. <laughs> It is bad. Let's get to some easy ones, Cuervo, because I think there's only like three or four tough ones left. Uh, so I'll throw out Packers, Bengals. Bengals haven't done anything all year long. We're not getting a lot from Andy Dalton. Uh, Packers are at home. Uh, they don't lose at home in the regular season very often, especially the bad football games or football teams. Uh, I, I don't see a lot in this game to talk about except for the fact that, you know, fact that Aaron Rodgers probably throws for 275, 325, somewhere in that area to uh, three to four touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, even without Randall Cobb today. So Randall Cobb is out. Oh, I didn't the, uh, know Packers. that. Randall Cobb is out? Randall Cobb is out. He's Uh-oh. not going to play today. Uh-oh. Maybe I'll change. No, no, that's still not going to change my pick. But yeah, and so Randall Cobb is out. I did not know that. Good, thank you. And that's a late game today, right? Yeah, late game. And Jordy Nelson is questionable, so there's no telling if he's going to play. Uh, but I'll tell you the injury that that Packer fans need to worry about: Brian Bulaga, ankle injury, limited participation in practice, questionable for this game. You know, injury-wise, all all things point to uh, the Bengals, but here's the problem. The Bengals have scored a total of nine points this season. All year long. They have not been in the end zone. And if they have not been in the end zone. Oh, and on top of that, Tyler Eifert, out. John Ross, out. God. So... Yeah, the Bengals. The Bengals. Uh, are, I don't. I don't. I don't know if they're going to score today, Sonny. As much as I love AJ Green, AJ Green is not the problem. That bad so fast. How do you get that bad so fast? Two years ago, they're on the cusp. They, they lose uh, Andy Dalton to the finger injury, and then ever since then, wow. I, 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 how do you get that bad so fast? 
That's a great question, Sonny. Um, I'm going to give you the same answer that everybody else is giving. I have no idea. <laughs> this doesn't even look like this doesn't look like the same team that they were last no. year, the Cincinnati Absolutely. Bengals. Absolutely. So it, it's, this looks like a totally – it almost makes you think, like, is that really Andy Dalton in that uniform? Is that really A.J. Green? Like, who are these guys? We don't, I don't even recognize the Cincinnati Bengals team anymore uh, as far as their play on the field. It's not even that they have new personnel. It's just that's not the same Andy Dalton I remember. That's not the same A.J. Green I remember. That's not the same, you know, whoever is on defense. That's not the same guy I remember, Ray Maluga. Like, yeah. it, just, it just looks like a totally different team, but with the same players. Can I ask you so a question? it's really confusing. It, 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 let me ask you a question. Is it finally a time where the team has said, forget the ownership that loves their head coach. Are, are the are the is the team just done with that coach? I mean, because to me, well, I mean, there's a difference between being injured and just hurt. And there's a lot of players sometimes that say they're injured, but they're really hurt, um, and that could be because of the, you know, the landscape of what the franchise is right now. And I think some of the mm-hmm. players have not bought in to their head coach for this year. And I think this is a statement being made by the players. And, you know, because I, I don't think they're as bad. As, I mean, look, look at the personnel for crying out loud, Cuervo. They got personnel up the yin-yang. They're just not doing it out on the football field. Yeah, they, they are. They do have personnel up the yin-yang, like you said, but it's just – they're not able to put it together. Yeah. Just, I'm, I don't I'm know. worried about it. I, I'm worried about it. I, you know, I, you know, I, I thought Cincinnati could be a team that could build off of some young players, but if they don't make a change at the head coaching position, and of course I've been hollering it since we've been on air in 2009, February, 2009. After that year, I was like, get that guy out of there. And they haven't taken my advice. Now maybe the players have something to say about it. I don't know. Uh, I might be thinking that that might be um, maybe too much of a state being made, but I think those players are a little bit sick of it, Cuervo. Next game that's up there that I don't think we need to do a lot of talking about. I mean, it, you know, now the Chargers can, do, can play well sometimes. But the problem is they don't look like they have they, they can have one good game here and a bad game here and one good game here. It just looks all bad. And they get the Chiefs, Cuervo, or you know, the Chiefs in Los Angeles. You know, I, I just don't see. I just don't see San Diego being. And I feel bad for Philip Rivers. I think and Arizona. You need to be up on the phone. You need to get Philip Rivers on your football team next season. I'm just calling that one right now. That having been said, Cuervo, uh, Chargers, Chiefs. I mean, this one. I mean, it's just too easy. Yeah, um, I think it is too. Um, but again, I mean, the, the, the one thing I do see about this game is that it's a division game, and the Chargers actually, the Chargers do actually play uh, Kansas City pretty competitively at home. So, um, 
that's what concerns me. If if you like Kansas City in this game, it's like they always have a tough time when they go to. Well, it's not San Diego anymore, but when they go play the Chargers on the road, right? So, boy, but that yeah, there's it's no home field advantage. I was reading something that the NFL wants to make San Diego go back to San Diego. I mean, and I don't know if that was a real article or not. That's how much I I listened to it, but I saw it, um, and it came from MSN. So that was one of the things I didn't know who wrote it. But I heard about rumors about that and how that's gonna. But I don't know how that would work. But did you did you read that or did I just see something? I think you just saw something, Sonia. I don't I don't know if uh, if that's necessarily true. I'll tell you what though. A lot of the fan base, it's kind of like, eh. yeah, you know, it's like yeah. okay, yeah. cool. You know, they're here. That's cool. Uh, we're not really huge on it, but um, yeah, we're still gonna be Charger fans. Exactly, yeah. Hey, by the way, on Monday, wide open. So, normally we don't get a chance to, you know, I I know where I'm going to be, which is right here. So, Monday, do you want to do the review show, and then we're talking about Monday Night Football then? I'm I'm, I'm down to do it, Sonny. We can do that. You name the time, and I'll set it up, because I literally don't have anything – as of right now, no football business or anything else. I'm deep in it, it, football business within indoor football. But I have no meetings or anything else like that. So you name the time, I'm there. So you can think about that as well. So we will, we, we will, we will do that. We'll hold off on Cowboys uh, Cardinal talk until Monday. So um, Sounds like a plan. Chiefs and Chargers, though, today, you, you on the Chiefs? Um, yeah, I mean, I've got a funny feeling that this game be could go the other way, but, but yeah, but I think I'm going to stick with KD just because of, I think, the disarray that the Chargers, um, are going through right now. I'm going to, I'm going to say it, uh, and I've eaten a lot of crow. The Kansas City Chiefs are the third best coach in the NFL. The third best coached team in the NFL. That'll get you to the AFC championship game, Cuervo, uh, or at least close, at least into the second round. Th- this football team, Andy Reid, for the last three years, have been should have been coach of the year. I mean, it, it, to take that team from oblivion of 8-8, eight 7-9, and eight, seven and nine, to where they are right now, th- 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 mm-hmm. it's been such a turnaround of a franchise that I can't remember as being so pivotal for the franchise. Now you'll see a team turn it around, but to be pivotal for the franchise that a guy that is brought in, the guy just coaches, he's not the general man. I'll figure out what we got to do. There's something about a guy that you get with Andy Reid and, 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 you know, I, I've made it a point to say weekly as much as possible. I was wrong about Andy Reid. That guy, that guy, that guy deserves everything. Who's dinging you? He's a smart dude, Sonny. Uh, it's, a, it's a buddy of mine. He's an Eagles fan, so ah. he's getting all pumped up for his game against the Giants today. Well, let's talk about which, that. Uh, that's, a, that, that's another one that we're talking about. Let's do that. Let's go to that game as I, you know, I think we're both on, you know, on the Chiefs' side. This, this, is, this is a big game. Giants-Eagles. 
you know, you know, Eli Manning is sure to pull one out of his ass one day. It might be today. Um, they're in Philly. Okay, I'm trying to pump this up. The, the, the Giants don't have a snowball chance in hell of winning this football game. And it's because there's no compatibility. They, they, the Giants went to desperation mode, brought in their wide receiver, Odell Beckham, on a high ankle spring that normally takes six weeks to heal. They're pumping it with drugs, and they're getting a 50% Odell Beckham, and you think that's going to get the job done. It's not. Odell Beckham's not 100%. That, that is going to kill them. Odell Beckham will have, a, a, you know, I said MVP. There's no way he'll have it because of what the personnel is doing, uh, what the coaching staff and everything. A, a desperate football team against a team that I think is probably going to vie for the NFC West or NFC East um, championship because I love that quarterback that they got going on there. Second-year dude out there getting the job done. And this guy, Carson Wentz, is the real deal. Now, granted, he still has the rest of the season to go into the sophomore slump. But you know, you know who he reminds me of, Cuervo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, and I might, I might be the only one that sees it. He reminds me of Ben Roethlisberger. His size, his athletic ability, his his commitment to stay in the pocket, and. Mm. He's a guy that makes plays and had a second That's an interesting year comparison. I, he reminds me of Ben Roethlisberger a little bit. That is an interesting uh, comparison, Sonny. I'm not going to say it's wrong. I just think it's interesting, though. Um, you know, and, it, it's, and it's it's the, the other Pennsylvania team, too. I think that's kind of a coincidence. But um, – you know, honestly, I mean, I, I, I think that um, I, I definitely underestimated Carson Wentz, and, and I'll be the first to admit it. I, I sure I did. He was going to pan out. I mean, he went to North Dakota State. Like, what kind of competition do you play against exactly. at North Dakota State? But I tell you what, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when, you, when, you, when you take a step back and you look at it and say what you want about Joe Flacco, but right now he's not doing well. Okay, but for the first what five years of his career with the, the playoffs every year and in the Super Bowl run, didn't throw a single pick the, the whole man. postseason. And he went to Delaware where the competition in college was <laughs> it, it, Delaware I mean, it State. was it was it was terrible. Yeah, he was he was a Delaware bluehead. So yeah. Delaware I mean, plays Delaware State. Yeah, the 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 prospects that the NFL has for those two colleges are big. Exactly. So, my point is, you know, sometimes you you get the diamond in the rough type of guy like a Flacco or a Wentz who went to a you know a division a lower division one school, division two school, and they just you know it's like you hit the jackpot with those Absolutely, guys. Absolutely. Yeah. So, for the Eagles, you know, it's looking right now like they they've got something. They've got something like it was worth trading up to get that number two pick to get Carson Wentz. Definitely. So I I, I like I mean I, I don't know if you're like me I I'm not an Eli Manning but here I'm gonna throw something out there for you Cuervo. 
we're not going to get Odell Beckham that we know this year. I think Odell Beckham has done for the year, and I'm going to give you the reason why. It's more in the fact that if he continues on with the ankle that he's dealing with, he has a good chance of causing not just a little damage, a lot of damage for the rest of his career. I, I don't see Odell Beckham finishing the year because of the desperation of the New York Giants. They're going to waste Odell Beckham this year because I don't think we're going to get 100% from him until he is truly 100%. And a high ankle sprain, I say it's six weeks, but if you're going to play on it, it goes from eight to nine weeks before you get back to healthy. Um, and by that time, it may be too late for the Giants to even come back from something like that. Yeah, Sonny, you know, I I, I, I know what you're saying. Um, I just think that, um, you know, it's kind of like Adrian, the Adrian Peterson thing. And I know they're not, their bodies aren't built the same way. But something tells me that Odell Beckham is the ex- one of the exceptions to injuries like this where – Normally, the the timetable for recovery is, like you said, six to eight, maybe even nine weeks. But I kind of get that feeling like this is a guy who's so athletic and so, um, uh, I don't know, I I guess athletic would be the word, that he can recover faster than most people. And and I don't know if that's because I'm hoping for it because I love watching him play. I get it. But I just kind of get that I, I just have that feeling like, you know, he, he, he's the type of guy that can recover faster than the average athlete. And uh, so I guess we'll, you know, I mean, obviously we're going to find out today against, against the Eagles. It's going to be nationally yeah. televised. So we're definitely going to have our eye on this game. But um, I think today will tell us the story of whether his ankle is good or, you know, yeah, maybe he needs more time. I, I and, and I'm worried about Odell Beckham in this game because they're in Philadelphia. Now, I know they've replaced the turf. Don't get me wrong. I know this is not the turf of the early 2000s. I get it. But there's something about that stadium and that turf, even today, that is still not good for guys who have had injuries. And I know they've improved it, but there's something. I don't know what it is in Philly. But I'm worried about Odell Beckham today. I, and uh, I don't – I'm right there with you. Normally, you kind of look at Odell Beckham, you think of a guy that can get through this. But the way he played last week, Cuervo, I, maybe it's too early for him to even be trying to do this on the ankle. Maybe try to do this. But the problem with the, with the Giants is they're already in desperation mode. I mean, they're 0-2 out on the season. They're primed to go 0-3. They need Odell Beckham to be Odell Beckham, and they're not going to get it today. And I think, and not only that, the Eagles' D, I love me some Eagles' defense. And not only that, the offensive line for the Giants, it's not just bad. It's god-awful, and that's why you don't get Eli Manning making those plays So, like sometimes he does. He'll make a big play here and there. Uh, The offensive line for the Giants is just, atrocious and you know I want to say this game is going to be close but it's not it's a divisional game this is this is that that big you know bruising game within the a slobber knocker this is normally a slobber knocker game and, and I just don't think we're going to get that today 
<laughs> there's that word again, slobber knocker. It just makes me laugh. I'm sorry. But um, <laughs> up and there's Tarvin with his picks. I wish he would have called in, but. Me too. I got to write it down, though. Yeah, so, um, but, uh, yeah, slobber knocker. I mean, Giants-Eagles, man, it's, it's a division game, Sonny. I mean, this is always an exciting game to watch. I mean, think about a few years ago with Deshaun Jackson with that punt return to win the game, the miracle in the Meadowlands. I mean, there's been a lot of great memories with these two with these two teams in, this, in these games. So, um, I'm looking forward to sitting down and watching this one. I really hope the red zone shows a lot of this one. Um, obviously, I'm going to have my it's eye on the Bears Steelers, so but probably should, right? Oh, most definitely. So, yeah. So, real quick, the uh, Brian uh, he had the Rams winning, which they that didn't happen, and he had the Ravens winning, which that didn't happen either. So. Uh, here's the big story. Brian Tarvin picks the Browns. That's the big story. Oh, oh. I'll tell you what. The thought crossed <laughs> my mind. It did. It really did. But I, I just think. I got to be with, able to throw with, the ball. If you, I, I, where I think I see it is secondary. But you got to be able to yeah. throw the ball. And, 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 that, and I see where he's going. I, I get it. I, I might be wrong on his premise, but that secondary in Indy is god-awful. But if you can't throw the football, you're not going to win the game that way. And, and I don't think there's a ground game in Cleveland to, to talk about. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't you know, I, I see as a wing like a shot. You know, you know if, if, if you lose this game, you don't feel bad. Like if you pick Indianapolis Colts and the Browns, I'm not going to feel bad about losing that game probably. Uh, because they're both bad, and someone's got to win, and that's the way I kind of look at that game. But, but I get where I think I get his premise because we talked about the secondary of Indianapolis being as bad as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he did. He definitely did pick the Browns, though. I think with Brissett, a quarterback, Sonny, I think they've got something there. So that's why I'm going to stick with Indy now. For some reason, maybe I should throw the disclaimer in there, the asterisk. If for some crazy reason. Brissett does not start, then um, can I go on the record and change my pick? So yes. basically I'm only all, going – that, And that is you'll change the pick. I'm not changing my pick regardless, but it, you can, I, I'm going to put the asterisk next to Colts, Cuervo, and that's if Brissett does not play. Right. If you start Tolson over Brissett, then I'm going with the Browns. Then I'm and going four. with the Browns. Got it. And so maybe maybe Tarvin knows something that we don't. But you do get the asterisk, just like I had the asterisk on Sad Breath. But I got the pick in before the game started, but I would have wanted that asterisk. So, yes. So you're on the asterisk. We got that set. All right. So um, now more games that are going on. We might as well get to the rest of them as we get out the door. As it, uh, we got nine minutes, so we got to blow through these last uh, – the last few ones that we have. So, by the way, who do you have? Eagles and Giants. Who do you got? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Eagles. I, I want to see the I want to see the Giants score a touchdown before I pick them to win a game. I get it. I I that makes sense. Seahawks at Titans. Now I, I made before on made the you know we both all picked the 49ers. Okay, because they had a good game against Seattle. That's the reason why we beat them to pick the Rams. Guess what? That didn't happen. Rams win that football game. Are the Seahawks 
in trouble like I predicted at the beginning of this year. Right now, we're not getting Seahawks the way we're supposed to get them, Cuervo. I tell you what, Sonny. I mean, I'm I'm starting to uh, buy into what you were saying. So, it's really the offensive line of the Seattle Seahawks has oh. me really, really concerned. Oh. Like I'm, oh. if you're a Seahawks fan, you have to be like concerned. Bad. Yeah, it's bad. They lost them all. They lost Carpenter, Okung, and uh, what's the other dude's name? I forget. They lost three offensive linemen. Um, oh, jeez. Um, I yeah, I'll, well, I'll figure tra- it out in a minute. Who? They traded Max Unger away. If that's what Unger, you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah. So you lose three guys right there on the offensive line. That th- those are killers. I mean, you don't recover from that quickly. And I, oh, that's what I was worried about. And then you add up on the fact that the coaching staff, you know, it, you know, the, the players are running the asylum over there. That's the reason why. But they get the Tennessee Titans. I think they're going to get a, you know, not to praise them, you know, a phrase on Sunday, but I think the Seahawks are going to get a come to Jesus today against Tennessee in Tennessee. And you're on mute, unless I lost you. Uh, no, Sonny, no. I, I, I was on mute. My apologies. I was saying hallelujah. <laughs> Second coming of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I, I, I mean, Tennessee, they're doing exactly what we expected them to do. Started off a little slow, but they're getting better, and they're working up to a potential. Mm-hmm. It's week number three. I'm expecting a lot from Tennessee for the rest of the season. And this is a good game to – to have that signature game for the rest of the season. And if you go and you beat Seattle, regardless if it's in Seattle at home, you've done something because a lot of people have picked the Seattle Seahawks to be in the NFC championship game. Yeah. And Sonny, I'm going to send you a small video real quick. Uh, In the, uh, actually, let me see if I can know. Let me try this again. I'm, and I'm going to show you exactly what I was just talking about when it comes to Odell Beckham. Okay. Um, this right here is, is what I'm talking about where this is a guy that can that can uh, recover faster than the average Joe. So let me send this to you real quick. Uh, this just happened, obviously, within the past hour or so. Uh, here we go. And I'm going to send that to you. I want you to look at this real quick and tell me what you think. This is as of this morning. Now, did you? Oh, wait. All right. I'm on the wrong one. Hold on. Let me push the button here. There we go. There you are. Open right here. All right. Odell back. Now, is this that practice thing? This is, yeah, this is a, uh, this is a one-handed catch that he made this morning. Oh, this morning. Got it. Okay. That is correct. This was this morning. I see what you're talking about. I see I see what you're talking about. Tell, tell I don't me know. that's a guy that tell me that's that's a guy with a bad ankle. Does that I, look like you a know guy what with I'm, a bad ankle right now? I'm gonna I, this is what I'm gonna say. And I don't have it anymore, I don't think, in my list. But this is practice. It's practice. Oh, this is practice. practice. Sonny, come on, Sonny. We're talking about practice. Honey, you're not He's seeing what I'm seeing, Sonny. He's supposed to be the Sonny. franchise man, and we're talking about practice. 
You're not seeing what I'm seeing, though, Sonny. You're looking at it all wrong, my friend. Uh, I'm trying to watch it, and I, and I, I, I know I know to get up high to get the ball. I get it. it, it, it you know, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, Cuervo. I get it. I just, I, 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 I don't. Just like at the beginning of the season when he made that one. Now don't get me wrong. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not picking the Giants. I'm not picking the Giants. All I'm saying is Odell is going to be okay. He's in here. He's going to be okay. Franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Listen, not a game. Hey, you not, a game. Here, Alan. not a game. Not a game. We're talking about not practice. Not a game. I know, Alan. I know. <laughs> I know. I know we're talking about practice. This is not practice. This is warm-ups. <laughs> Before a game, this isn't even practice, Sonny. It's warm ups. They want this is warm ups. This just it, happened so, within the past hour. We're gonna we're, we're gonna do. I can't. I, I, not because I want you to be wrong, but we got we got to go do a parody and do. This is we're out here talking about warm ups. I'm I'm ready for that one. I, not the game, not the game not that's the about game. to start. Not, not We're talking about warm-ups. We're talking about warm-ups. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, hope, I hey, had to show you. Hey, I, I hope for him because I, you know, I, I, I never, I never will back off the fact that I think this guy's a punk. I don't like him. Okay, but I'm not going to deny the talent. That would be stupid. Okay, now I'm not the brightest guy in the world, but. I mean, this guy's a punk, but this guy can play. So if 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 it happens, it happens. I and I hope it does more so just for his play. Um, and the Giants need it because they're in desperation mode. Don't like teams that are in desperation mode, do you? I mean, Guerrero can't make you feel good, right? Well, no, yeah. I mean, it it does, it does. Uh, but you know, right now, it's, it's only week three, so. It's only week three. Now, now Seahawks-Titans, let's get on, because we have 90 seconds, so let's get on the record. I have Titans over, uh, tight, uh, over Seahawks. Yeah, I'm taking Tennessee as well. Um, I just, real quick, I mean, the offensive line of the Seahawks is really disappointing, and I don't, I mean, you now you're going up against a Dick LeBeau-ran defense? Good luck yeah. with that. Yeah, that's that's good a good point too. One. I didn't even bring that up. Good point. Raiders Redskins. That's Sunday night game. Uh, I'm I'm on the Raiders just main, mainly because I think they're they're my Super Bowl team right now. They're just playing well. Yeah, good pick, Sonny. I'm gonna also go with yeah. By the way, is NFL uh, the pregame of the on ESPN as bad as I think it is, or maybe it's just I'm so used to Berman. But man, I, you know, the whole newness of it is really turned me off. Well, I mean, they got Rex Ryan on there for goodness sakes. I mean, that, yeah, I mean that's, that's all you need to know, thing. right there. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I like I, I like I like Moss. I've, I'm a huge Randy Moss fan. I like Charles Woodson, even though he. Stole the Heisman from Peyton Manning uh, back in 1997. Uh, you know, and, and I mean, the Hasselbeck, Hasselbeck, he, I mean, he, he gives good quarterback opinion. 
Me, I, I like still him stick on with the radio. Network, I don't like though. watching him on TV. I still stick with NFL Network, though, Sonny. That's just my preference. That's what I'm used to now. Um, yeah. So that, that's who I stick with. I stick with the NFL Network. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's it, it's just me. I, I think I'm just old school. And it, it, without Chris Berman, it's not really football season. Maybe that's it. I mean, that's why I can't oh, watch him. Sonny. Hey, man, Chris Berman oh, is Sonny. Chris Stop Berman being a grandpa. Is Chris Berman is pregame NFL without question. <laughs> so yep. now, Cuervo, I was going down the list. We only disagree on one game today: Lions Falcons. Well, we disagreed on the Jaguar game, but that was already in progress. But that's the only game we disagree uh, going all the way down there. Now, Tarvin, he's got a couple of different picks, so it should be interesting to see how. Uh, Sunday works out here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and our predictions. It should be really interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, Red Zone's about to start, Sonny. Let's let's get off the air and, and, and get the channel going, huh? Yeah, let's get the pregame. We're not talking about practice. Hey, we're talking we're about pregame. Pre-game. Let's get to the game. We're talking about. Hey, we're talking about Red Zone. Red Zone, definitely. Everybody have a good one. We'll catch you later on this week with Rowlett Eagles football coverage on that week. Everybody have a good week. And enjoy Red Zone. And don't forget, hey, there's a WWE pay-per-view tonight. No mercy tonight. So don't miss out on that. And so watch out for that here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're out of here. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.